1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network.
3: Tough Studio, Boomer Esaias and Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Gio on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Tuesday morning. We got some news on Julius Randall yesterday that was positive after the dislocated shoulder, so that's a good thing. OG Ananobi doesn't play last night against the Hornets as well. He's got some elbow inflammation that shouldn't be a big deal. So disaster averted for now with the Knicks, who continue to surge with another win last night against the Hornets. And, of course, this is Super Bowl 58, for two weeks, man. And the helmets will remain in front of us, the 49ers and the Chiefs. And I really, I've been bad with betting these games in the playoffs and a good year of picking games, bad with betting the games in the playoffs. So maybe I'm just a donkey when I see this, but I am shocked, shocked that the 49ers this morning remain a favorite in this game. I really thought once it went from two and a half... The one and a half down to one it would swing with the Chiefs it hasn't the Niners are hanging on and that to me seems crazy and is going to incite Patrick Mahomes even more on the Niners I'm saying make them the favorites for God's sakes because he was an underdog against the Bills he beat them he was an
4: underdog against the Ravens he beat them now he's an underdog against us good morning Boomer how are you I'm doing great while well, he's in the midst of a great run you know it reminds me a little bit of the Giants run in 2007, although this is Patrick Mahomes, and they did win their division, and they did have the number three seed, and we all expected them to win that division and make it back to the playoffs. Well, yeah, and the Giants hadn't won anything
3: with that group at that point either where the Chiefs have two Super Bowls on their resume right, already. Right,
4: but, but they were underdogs all the way. Yes. And the underdog thing is a, is a real thing for the players and for the coaches and them. Uh, motivation. I don't care if it's seven and a half points or one point. Every team, every coach, everybody's always looking for an edge. And so Andy Reid will use this as an edge. And just as you just put it, like if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're like, what? I'm an underdog? Come on. I mean, this team almost lost
3: to the Lions. They were getting blown out by the Lions. They didn't look all that good against the Packers. And I understand the second half against the Ravens, the Chiefs offense, didn't do anything. And the Ravens had a couple of big turnovers. But still... I mean, he's probably like, I beat this team already and this coach already in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I just took out Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Now I have Brock Purdy and the 49ers whose defense doesn't even look all that good. I'm going back to the Super Bowl. I got Super Bowl MVPs. I got rings. That group's got nothing And I'm the underdog again? Yes. It's probably going to work out in his favor, though. I really do think that that, as long as it stays that way, that chip on his shoulder just grows. I don't
4: don't necessarily know that he wakes up this morning feeling that way. But the closer they get to the game and it stays like this, then, then they'll really have that discussion. And then because of all the meatheads on TV and radio and... Guys like us talking yeah. about it. It will incense them. And then their own people in their own city, their own radio stations, all the chief fans, all the blog sites, the oh, Reddit yeah. sites, all of that stuff, the Facebook sites. Oh, they're getting all fired up with this, too. They will just absolutely just perpetuate this whole thing. And it's going to be like, you know, this motivating factor within the chief's kingdom. That's right. That, and I, that's what it's going to be.
3: I don't know if you heard the final call for Chiefs radio of the AFC Championship game with that Mitch Holtis, who's the play-by-play guy. And he goes, you might not like the Chiefs. You might be tired of the Chiefs. But you have to deal with the Chiefs. So now they've
4: gone full villain. Well, you even know up to the radio booth. Do you remember when we were at Tellers last week? Mm-hmm. And you asked Coach Cower about Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid and about how... In his mind that they were the villain. Yeah. Because they've been so successful and people are tired of Taylor and, and Travis and everybody else Mm -hmm. and this whole misery thing. And there was that thing going around on Instagram where everybody's saying, this is the man that can save us from the Taylor Swift issues. And that was Lamar Jackson. That's right. Yep. 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 So, you know, Coach Cowher was right. I mean, there is something about being the villain, about being, you know, the, the team that everybody's sick of. And you just want to keep winning. This is like Patriot-esque when they were doing their thing.
3: Yeah, very much so. Uh, and, the, and the fatigue is is similar. Mm. Now, the only real difference is the fact that during that Patriots run, there was, there was football controversies that were going on. You know, whether it was Spygate or Deflategate. And then you had a lot of people thinking that they were cheating. Uh. And that incensed the entire rest of the football world outside of New England. You don't have that here with the Chiefs. What you have here... Is just people being sick of winning. I mean, it's it's similar to me that the, I think that the the best comparison in in recent sports memory of this Chiefs run is with the Golden State Warriors because the Golden State Warriors came onto the scene, Steph Curry as likable as possible. The, the game that they play is just beautiful to watch with the three pointers and the passing and everything. And Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and then as they started to win, people were like that's really cool, like fresh faced team. But then they got. Just tougher to like, and then Steph Curry's chewing on his mouthpiece, and Draymond Green's pick kicking people in the balls and Steve Kerr's getting too political. And then everybody hated the word. <laughs> yes. Then Kevin Durant joins there and they a the full villain and everybody hates their guts. Yeah, I
4: could
3: see That's, that. That's I mean that what it reminds me of.
4: Yeah, I don't think uh well the what they all say for the most part, I think uh they've kept it the football with the Chiefs. And I think Andy yeah. Reid has done a very good job of trying to get them all to focus, even it, given all the the Travis uh, and Taylor stuff, I mean, I, I I don't know what to say about going back and looking at this tape yesterday. I mean, some of the plays that Travis Kelsey made were ridiculous, and some of the throws that that Patrick Mahomes made, especially in the first half. Yeah, in the second half they got shut out. They got their asses kicked in the second half. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if Zay Flowers does not fumble that football in the end zone and the Chiefs recover it, at worst, we're going into overtime. At worst. But there were, there's, there's a little thing called momentum in football games, and you could feel it. I think you could feel it in basketball games. I know you could feel it in hockey games. And when the tide of momentum kind of really switches for you and you get a break like the Chiefs got on the Zay Flowers fumble, now all of a sudden, like there's a whole new spirit on your sideline. And unless you've lived it and been on that sideline and know what I'm talking about, all those players. And, you know, it happens in high school, too. It happens in college where the game all of a sudden, before you know it, is kind of getting away from you because that wave of emotion is overcoming you. And you can't seem to do anything right from that point on. And then, of course, you know, Lamar makes the, the unfortunate error of throwing a ball down the middle about. A second and a half too late to give the Chiefs a chance to get three players around his intended target. So, but that that Zay Flowers uh fumble was was the moment there, and it was the fourth and two for the Lions in their game where they did they could have made it to 17 points, assuming that Badgley would have made the, the field goal, they could have gotten it back to 17. A- instead, they went for it, they had a drop pass, and then all of a sudden the 49ers got the momentum back. And they were asking George Kittle, "Did you feel a momentum shift?" And he goes, "Hell yeah, I did." And I did. And I'm paraphrasing here. I did right after that fourth and two. It was like it was almost like we were kickstarted. And they had just kicked the field goal. Now they went down and scored a touchdown. And the next thing you know, you're right back in the game. And that's that's basically what has happened to both of these teams in their respective championship games.
3: So Eddie went and found that call I was talking about, the Kansas City Chiefs home radio call at the end of the AFC championship game, where you could tell that the announcers are also buying into this nobody likes us anymore narrative.
5: A flip by Richie James Jr. That means this game is over! And you can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58.
4: Now, I know he's not talking to me because I picked the Chiefs to win. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know how I would, you know, I, I, so I'm not in the camp that's disrespecting the Chiefs. I wouldn't disrespect either one of these teams. I don't think anybody disrespected. I know, him. but it's the game that they play. You know Ruben, that. Of course, yeah. It's the game, It's the And he's living in Chiefs' kingdom. Yeah. So, you can imagine what his social media looks like. You can imagine what he's reacting to, what he's reading, what he's seeing on his Instagram feeds. I mean, it's all negative. So, if I saw the, the the feed of, this man is the only man that stands between us and Taylor Swift, and it's Lamar Jackson, and I was the Chiefs broadcaster. Oh, you'd be all in on, on pumping that up yes. as much as you can anytime you're behind a microphone. 100%.
3: Yeah, and, and I do think that the fact that the 49ers are playing the Chiefs, which is a team that is not necessarily... Just in the history, because they've done so much winning themselves, is not very likable. Like, if it were the Lions, much as I don't like the Lions, the rest of the country was in on the Lions. If it were the Lions and the Chiefs, and a David and Goliath type of thing, and the fact that the Lions had never been to a Super Bowl, much less won a Super Bowl, then then the Chiefs would have been a huge villain in that game. Where I think, with this matchup, not as much.
4: You know, it does pain me to say it. It really does. That that 49er helmet is, like, one of the prettiest helmets in the NFL. It's a great helmet. I mean, it's ridiculous. I like nice that.
3: When that helmet is paired with the white uniform, yeah. I think that's the best looking thing.
4: With their with their brown pants? Or uh, all no, white. With a gold all pant. white. Are you talking well, about... whatever color. The color of the helmet. The yeah, copper, yeah, 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 I guess yeah, yeah. it's a copper color, And that's right? what
6: you should get in uh, 58 because the Chiefs would be the home team. Yeah, so we'll
4: get their red uniforms. They have the choice. So most I mean, their red uniforms are awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. they they are you know iconic. Both teams have iconic uniforms.
3: No, they they absolutely do. I always like the white ones better, like that Giants throwback white jersey. I love that. You Like it with the white pants. I that's do you like actually the
4: whole, like all the white with the with the blue helmet.
3: I don't say I really like. I that. don't know. It's a, it's a
4: gorgeous uniform.
3: That that's probably my favorite uniform in the NFL is when they throw it back with those white ones. As much the as, as my.
4: Listen, I have history with the Forty Niners. Yeah. You know, it's tough. It's tough to actually say what I just said. Yeah, because their 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 helmet is just unbelievable. It's a good helmet. I mean, solid it's, helmet. It's it's the color
3: combination. I mean, that SF is not as. I mean, it's not as cool as the Kansas City logo. But it's the it's the color. It's the gold and the red
4: that. Yeah, definitely but we've pops. seen the success with the franchise through you know the John Brody years to the Joe Montana years to the Steve Young years. Yeah. I mean, to the to the Jim Harbaugh years, and now the Kyle Shanahan years. Yeah, I mean, think about how much success that franchise has had. I know,
3: just another one of those teams that if you were born a Forty ers fan, then you've had some amazing moments. Now they haven't won since '94 and Steve Young and the the Chargers, and they beat Stan Humphreys a million to zero. Uh, but th- they've been back. They've been good. They went through some couple lean years there for sure, but oh, they had the Jim Tom Sula hiring. They did have that, but that was after success with Jim Arbaugh and they had the Mike Nolan years in there and Singletary with Vernon Davis and all of that stuff. Uh, but they are back. This is the second Super Bowl that they will be in the second NFC championship with Mike Shan- I mean, Kyle Shanahan as the, as the head coach.
4: So they win this. They will, they will tie the Steelers and the Patriots for six titles. Yep. Uh, In NFL history. So, you know, listen, they got a lot to play for, for sure. But I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have something to say about that.
3: Yeah. You know, as I said many, many times that I I thought this was not going to be the year for the Chiefs. I wasn't alone. Uh, It is impossible. It is impossible for me as I sit here today to think that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to complete this. But you know what happens. You start thinking about it, you can convince yourself one way or another, you know, things happen like the uh, the pass rusher, the edge rusher for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, whose name is escaping me, who just uh, tore his ACL, is going to be out for the game, there's stuff like that, and you start saying, well, maybe, I mean, the 49ers haven't played their best game yet, and... Yada yada yada. I don't know.
4: this second half was pretty damn good this week. Yeah, but they haven't put a full game together. Yeah, I mean, you know? but but again, I, I, could you say that Patrick Mahomes didn't put a full game together? I mean, they scored seventeen. No, I'm points saying the court. Niners haven't. No, I know oh, that, oh. but I could say the same thing about or the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay, I got you. I, I got mean, you. It, it, it's been a grind. It's been really Steve Spagnuolo's defense that has kept them in it. I know Patrick has been pretty much flawless on the road in two very difficult environments, something that he has not had to go through yet. And I do believe that that kind of fuels him because, you know, he gets out on the field and, and I'm telling you, you know, Baltimore's crazy on Sunday. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. And you, you know, no pre-snap penalties, none of that, no delay of game. Uh, he and Creed Humphrey, their center, are on the same page. Sometimes Creed, you know, dribbles the ball back to him, but because and I think Tony Romo said it, because of his baseball background, mm. somehow, like Patrick's able to pick up the ball and throw it like a third baseman. You yeah, know what I mean yeah, I know they yeah that, that they talked about that for yeah.
3: forever since he got into the league. like almost like a a shortstop would you know running on a run and then you know getting the field on a ground ball and then throwing it sidearm to first base like s- stuff like that as you
4: but who, but, al but who would have known right Al? <laughs> I mean, it's a love I, affair that started a number of years ago. Before he was uh, a chief, before he was drafted, when he and his mom came in here, and he just, he took my heart and breath away. That's all I could tell you. And you got to look at his trunk and you thought. Yeah, I saw a lower half yeah. and I'm like, man, this yeah. kid's built like a tank. Yeah, big thighs, big ass. Big tank. It was a tank, man. Look at how young he looks there. And Boomer is holding the picture of him
3: and Patrick Mahomes with a heart around it. Well, this is a gift that you guys gave me. And it also it got signed by Patrick at some point from one MVP to another. I think that was when you brought that in.
4: I did it. I did an interview with him. That's
3: right. That's right. Yep. And, oh, one uh, of
4: the Super Bowls that we were doing.
3: From one MVP to another, but Patrick I think, Mahomes. I
4: think I'm getting Brock Purdy this year. Oh, you're. Uh, you told me you weren't doing anything. I I will most likely be doing, I I think, Brock Purdy. Uh, When the teams make their players available, we'll figure it all out. Okay. Just told Drew, don't do it if we're playing golf. I said, you know, (laughs) if we are. I'm not sure because Gio will have a freaking meltdown. No, Well,
3: I, I am playing regardless. The weather is not going to affect me. The thing I'm worried about is you bailing and then your face being the credential that Gets us into a certain place no longer working when we show up there. But I made some... I got a phone call yesterday. I was assured that if you decide that the weather is not good enough and you would like to bail, that we would still be welcome in certain places. All right. Well, that's good. So that's a positive thing. I mean, you
4: are on this. I have never seen you on something like you've been on this. You are You are really... You can't let the... If something... If you get thrown a curveball, you can't just
3: whiff on it. You know what I'm saying? Over and over and over again. So I got, we got thrown a curveball. So now what I'm doing is I'm trying, I'm trying to get on base. You know, I'm trying to move the runners over. I'm trying to whatever I can. Because if I just sit here and complain about it, that's not any good. So I got to fix, actually, it. I'm I'm fix a, it. I'm actually proud of you. I'm fixing this whole thing.
4: You now, know? I, on the other side of the break, I got to tell you, I started watching Masters of the Air on Apple. Masters of the Air. Yes, it's it's a it's about the flying fortress. It's another World War Two. Uh, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, mm. put it together. It's great. You know these guys that put that. You know, obviously uh, Saving Private Ryan together. Yeah, and this is about our uh, flying fortresses that were dropping bombs on Germany and Norway. I found out last night, but there's a reason why. I, I, I came across a reason why you would be really interested, and it's not why you think. Okay. And I'm going to tell you on the other side of the break why I think you have to watch this. Okay. And the connection. The connection. The connection that you, me, Greg Giannotti, me personally. will have to Masters of the Air
3: on Apple. Okay, very good. I'm excited to hear that. I'm excited to see Jerry again. It's Boomer and Geo
1: on the fan and CBS Sports Network.
3: All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer said he's watching a new show, Masters of the Air, on Apple TV, and he was thinking of me I somehow was.
4: watching this. I also saw a movie called The Boys in the Boat about the University of Washington rowing team that won Olympic gold medal uh, back in 1936, the Jesse Owen Olympics. Okay. And you're kind of tied to that movie, too. <laughs> I'm tied to yes, that yes, movie, the star, too. because the stars in both of these movies, one of the guys' names... Uh, is Callum Turner. Oh, okay. I get it now. I oh, so you now. know who he is. Yeah, of course. We already talked about this. Okay, but you now, so I got to tell you, he's great in both movies. And uh, he's dating your girl Dua Lipa. That is correct. He is. But we did, uh, we had talked about him. I, right? I didn't we, realize we, we did that. Yeah, we we
3: looked him up and saw the whole thing. And yes, I he's know. A good-looking
4: he's a good looking guy. He's It yeah, doesn't. He's not like uh, one of these guys that you know uh, Taylor Swift went out with. Right, one of those emo, skinny weirdos. No, this, she guy, got this a, guy's real a real man. Real, this is a man.
3: Yeah, and good. So got, good for to... them. I am. Okay. I am happy for them. Oh, you are. I am. Okay. What? Okay. I, I mean, what am I supposed to? I'm not going to see. I mean, I'm a. I'm a 41 year old hairy
4: loser. You think she's going to date me? <laughs> well, and you're married. And I'm married. Uh, well, listen. Now, time out. Put that one first. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not a loser. You're not compared a loser. to Callum Turner. I am. I, you're and not this guy's a, phone, you know, so a, don't say that about yourself he's a good great shape he's got movies he's got tv yeah. shows i'm happy for that this guy's got it all going on right now
3: i didn't like the the french director she was with this guy seems to be uh the real deal a little bit more solid a little bit more solid if i were mr lipa yes.
4: i would be happy with this all right okay <laughs> all right good okay I just wanted you i wanted you to know that that i was thinking about you when i was good. watching this and then I, you know, of course, I googled Callum Turner, and I, you know, I saw him in The Boys in the Boat, mm-hmm. which is a great, like I told you, great rowing movie, great and very inspirational. Greatest movie. rowing movie of all time, I think so personally, yes. Yeah. But I don't know how many other rowing <laughs> movies I've seen.
9: <laughs> wasn't there the one, the kids from Harvard? Wasn't that a movie, the rowing movie, back in like the early nineties?
3: I, I the only uh, rowing I have ever seen in a movie. Was when it was the Facebook movie and the the Winklevoss twins were rowing in that movie, and they were they were part of the whole Mark Zuckerberg starting up of Facebook. Oh, okay, and they went to Harvard and they were right. on the Harvard rowing team. And that's
4: when Zuckerberg was trying to get girls.
9: Yes, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. that's not what I was thinking of, but okay, maybe. By the way, he's only thirty three. This guy. Yeah, Callum
4: Turner. He looks young. Yeah, he does. And by the way, you, you and your boys should watch uh, The Boys in the Boat. They'd love it.
9: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. thought you were talking to him. Yes, absolutely. I don't have boys, man. I got... No, I know. I yeah. thought he was talking to you. I'm looking up uh, rowing movies. <laughs> I know there was, a, there was another movie. From, I'm telling you from the 90s. I just can't think of it. But A whatever. 1990s rowing yeah, movie. Yeah, I feel like it, but... It's someone's gonna up. call if it exists, someone's calling up in the next y- you thirty know, seconds.
4: Either that or they're they're posting something to you, uh Jerry.
9: Maybe, mm-hmm. but this boys in the boat keeps coming up over and over and over again. So I'll have to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Get
3: into it. Watch it. Jerry doesn't watch movies or TV shows these days. Jerry's Jerry, it's, it's a bad. very I don't. It's a good
4: feel good good movie, and it would be good for your boys to see it. Yeah, no, no. I listened. I made them watch Miracle. I thought that was one
9: of the best movies you can watch. <sighs> have you watched Slapshot with them? I don't think I've seen Slapshot, actually. You have not seen wow. Slapshot with Paul S- Newman? Scenes. I don't the think I've ever actually sat down on. and
4: watched... No, no, no. I'm aware of the movie. I've seen scenes. I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched the whole movie. I remember. I, I loved that movie so much that I had Gunner watch it when he was like 10. And I didn't... Re- I forgot like just the the discussion points and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh, he's a, a little lot too stuff. young for this. A little too young for this, yes. You ever see Busty Cops? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I no, I forget your answer on that. I remember <laughs> what, 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 that was a classic Skinnamax situation. Oh. Busty Cops. <laughs> I believe it was like a trilogy too.
9: Busty Cops two and three also. Uh, Oxford Blues is the movie I was thinking. Eighty four, um, a little uh, little earlier than I thought. Nineteen eighty four, Oxford Blues. Yes, was that was your movie. rowing
3: movie. Yeah, that I did. So it was see like that. a rowing movie every forty years. <laughs> <laughs> basically what happened and they're generally good and what was busty cops about it was about
1: busty three busty cops, cops.
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and how they would arrest people and also have sex with them oh yeah put them in handcuffs and have sex with them Is yeah, that yeah, what happened right just like out in parks and stuff yeah but
9: it was you know it was soft core stuff was that going on on Long Island last summer <laughs> I don't remember know about you had that. the people calling up it was a place to meet people and have sex. Oh, that
4: was yeah, 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 yeah. There's bo- a lot of but, stuff that goes on Long Island. As Al basically huh. listed when he was uh, at Boomer and Geo Live at the Paramount. That's right. hmm We got some good stuff, we got some bad stuff. Don't we all? <laughs>
9: That is true. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on, man? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And we're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. No Julius Randall last night. No O.G. Ananobi last night. And uh, no problem for the Knicks.
5: Brunson flips it up and in. Jalen Brunson
4: continues his outstanding third quarter. Now 28 points, seven assists for the game.
9: And he would finish with 32 points on 13 of 24 shooting. The Knicks wallop the Hornets 113 at 92 on their way to a straight win. How about the night Dante DiVincenzo had? He scored 28 on the evening. Here was Tom Thibodeau. We found a way without These two guys and Randall and Ananobi. Ananobi was a late scratch uh, during the course of the afternoon or into the early evening because of an elbow injury. I thought we got great games out of, you know, we got the usual from Jalen, but
6: I thought Josh was terrific and Dante was fantastic. I thought Precious first
4: time playing, you know, at the power forward Jericho gave us really good minutes as well. Precious
9: Achua that he's referencing. It's called
4: depth,
10: Jerry.
9: Yeah, good depth. Lots of depth. Lots
4: was, of depth,
10: yeah. He was Brunson on DiVincenzo. He's aggressive. He's always been that way. He's always been wired to attack... You know, I just have that mindset every single time. And uh, he just, he makes the right play. And uh, obviously he's streaky. He can put the ball in the basket. And he did last night at a nice clip. Here was
9: DiVincenzo on MSG. Yeah, I might have had a nice night, but Brunson? He's just an all-star. I mean, there's nothing else to say. He's, you know, he's the top whatever guy in this league, but he's he's an all-star in this league. Yeah, I mean, it
6: is and amazing. I'm really happy
4: for him. It is amazing watching John Brunson, night in and night out, and all the little things that he does for this team, and how impactful he is, not only just controlling the team, but scoring and doing everything. And and for him not to be a starter on the NBA All Star team. I look, it's a it's a snub. You it is look, a snub. You gotta look at it as a snub and I don't like snubs. Snub spot. What a hundred percent snub spot. spot. <laughs> snub spot. <clears throat> How's he not a starter?
3: Yeah, he should be. You know, listen, man, I, I have been waiting essentially since I was in high school for the Knicks to be playing this well. They are. They've got this guy on the team. He's here for a number of years. They're going to go deep into the playoffs. I'm confident in that. I don't care if he's an all-star starter or not. I but am loving every minute
9: of it. In this. fairness to him, if I read it correctly, I believe the players and coaches voted him. It was the overwhelming vote from the fans that didn't. Which is why Damian Lillard's there. I believe it was Lillard that got it. Yes, it was. Um, But I think the coaches and players did recognize him. You know what that is? That, that, that you know,
4: that, that's just a... I'm not saying Damian Lillard is not a great player. Of course he is. It's reputation. But it's reputation. It's a popularity contest yes. from the fan bases.
9: Exactly. Uh, Nick's take on the Jazz tonight. Last night, uh, the Jazz got level. Hey, look, the Nets actually played a good game as they beat Utah by 33. Nick's inbound. Walker at midcourt. Walker, a runner from the top of the arc, and he banked it in from straight on at the horn
2: to end the third quarter. That was
9: Chris Carino with the call-in fantasy. Lonnie Walker, who had 19 off the bench. Mikhail Bridges, 33 oh. Nets beat the Jazz 147, 114. A near triple double for Ben Simmons as he was back. He had ten points, eight rebounds, eleven assists in eighteen minutes. Wow, he was on yes afterwards. I mean,
6: Amazing. Right. Um just a blessing to be back on the floor and play with my guys, and uh I'm glad we can get the win.
9: And they did get the win, their second straight, and so uh you will have <laughs> Utah and New York coming up <laughs> later tonight. Uh Nets now nineteen and twenty-seven with the win. The Knicks now thirty and seventeen with their win. Doc Rivers coached the Bucks for the first time. They lost. They lost to the Nuggets, 113-107. Nikola Jokic, twenty five points, sixteen rebounds, and twelve assists. Look at Cam Johnson, right to the rack. Man, when um, does uh,
4: when does uh, Giannis get rid of uh, Doc Rivers?
9: Well, he got a 10-second violation last oh, night on a free throw. Giannis, well, maybe did. he can blame Doc Rivers for that. Okay, huh. here was Doc on coaching his new team for the first time. Oh, they're
4: great. They're they're very coachable team. They're they're adults. You know, this is not. Uh this team is so far I mean uh but they are, they're they're <laughs> very it. coachable uh that that will never that won't be a problem with this group. You
3: can really tell why ESPN hired him after that soundbite. <laughs> Clear concise thoughts.
9: <laughs> That's right. Hear it took him 13 says, seconds to say yeah. 3 seconds. Uh, Mavericks beat the Magic 131-129, 45 and 15 assists for Luka Doncic and the Rockets beat the Lakers 135-119. Uh from the NFL, Charles Amenahu of the Chiefs defensive end ACL tear in the game against the Ravens Sunday, so he will not be able to play. And the Super Bowl coming up on the 11th. Here was Andy Reid on the Let's Go podcast with uh, Jim Gray and Tom Brady. What's with all the hoopla
5: surrounding Taylor Swift? Nothing new for me. I knew her before uh, from Philadelphia. Her, her dad played at Delaware and was a big football fan and um, good guy. So I had met him there um, and her. And so uh, that was the last thing Trav wanted to hear that I knew her before him.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Look at that, friends forever.
4: How about you knew who knew Andy Reid and Taylor Swift? Well, he was in Philadelphia for a long time, and they are supposedly Philadelphia fans. The Swift family, right? Not
3: anymore, though. Does she get her own security, or the Chiefs provide that? Because I was just watching the guy who was standing behind her, who clearly was in charge of her, and he had a Chiefs jacket on. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mm -hmm. uh, they like
4: they gave her, they gave that guy the. She's got to have her own security. She has to. I mean, it's just. First of all, like, could you imagine if she took the train like we did <laughs> and ran into that dope that we ran into at um, at the Baltimore train station? I got a feeling she's on her. She's been on her last train of her life. That's, I mean, that's, that's she gets I, her own. I know train. for a fact that she did fly. Like I was trying to do my one thing for Odyssey, so I did the plane as opposed to <laughs> that's the right. jet. Yep. So, uh, but I know she flew from Baltimore back to Teterboro, so I know that. Okay. But I would just say, could you imagine if she were on the train with us, though? That would have been I, I, that would have been, been a pure mob scene. That would have been like that. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to get what? involved. I would have to have gotten
3: involved. You would have been able to watch your game in peace. That is true. Nobody would be caring about you and Coach Cower and Nate at that it,
9: point. That guy would have been screaming at her.
6: They want you at the Super Bowl. <laughs>
9: oh, Jesus <laughs> God, if I hear it anymore. And then you were talking about momentum in games. Yes, just in the first segment. So I don't know why or how this came up, but here's George Kittle i um, talking about exactly that. These games are not won with simply using analytics. You actually have human beings on the field. I, I have a question for you guys. Why does analytics people say that momentum isn't a real thing? Like, what, that is a, I had
4: a conversation with Pat McAfee.
9: He was like, yeah, all these people are telling us that momentum's not real. And that's just the biggest load of horse crap I've ever heard of in my entire life. But we can move on.
4: I digress. A lot of emotions. Yeah, We yeah, love George Kittle. But here's the thing. He's right. Like, when, you, when you're in the game, you can feel the emotion. And that is not numbers. You know what I mean? That, the, the, that's not matchups. It's, it's the emotion of the player, the situation, <clears throat> the momentum of the game. I don't know. He's right. If <clears> analytics <throat>
9: were so oh. unbelievably accurate, wouldn't you have these analytical betting sites that are telling you who wins, who loses? Wouldn't they nail 80% of them? Because they I, don't.
4: I think what George was probably talking about there was the fact that um, Dan Campbell was going for it on fourth down. And you know how I, I, I don't know if we do it. I know that Fox does it. I think NBC does it too, where they go to an ESPN, maybe it's Joe Buck I hear doing it, like, oh, this is what analytics says, go for it. Yes, they put and that on the screen they, a lot. They put it on the screen screen a lot. Okay, great. Analytics says go for it, but how about like what's happening mm-hmm. on the game in the game? And what about if your team doesn't, you know, make the first down, a guy drops a pass, yeah. then what? Because that's, that's exactly what happened in the San Francisco game.
9: Analytics right out the window. And speaking of not coming down with big catches or big plays, there was Dan Campbell yesterday uh, with the media one last time before they kind of break... Uh, for the off season, we really blew it Sunday night. And we know it. This is what you hear about all the time with catastrophes. You know,
8: it doesn't take one or two. It takes 12 things to go wrong. And we did all 12 of those wrong in all three phases. It says it
9: wasn't one thing. It was offense, defense, special teams, decisions, everything that went into it. And so that means we get the Niners and the Chiefs. Um, and that upsets some people, like our friend Chris Russo, who uh, is talking to the dead, apparently, uh, on his serious XM show.
11: I don't want to see that game again. I wanted lions in there, and Campbell screwed it up. Somewhere upstairs, Lombardi, say to the good Lord, don't they ever learn? Vince, they don't.
4: <laughs> so stupid! I got an earache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way, the ratings for the games? Yo, let me hear that. Okay, so uh, the latest up-to-date ratings were a 25.5 rating and a 66 share, which meant over 56 million Jeez. people for our game, the Ravens and the Chiefs. and it peaked at around a little bit before six o'clock, 68 million Damn. people. And then basically the it probably outdid the later game by about a million people. Probably did? Yeah, you get those numbers. I do have those numbers. Actually, I want to see those numbers. Sixty-eight million people. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. My God, it's it's an awesome win for you know CBS and for the over-the-air TV, and it justifies. Think and think about sixty-eight million people watched
9: not the Super Bowl, mm, right? A playoff game, a championship, but a, yeah. And I believe Indians Cubs game seven of the World Series had twenty-three million viewers. Yeah.
4: Says uh, the latest That's incredible uh, twenty five point five rating, sixty six share, fifty six million plus viewers. It was the most watched AFC or NFC championship game since the Giants forty ers back in two thousand and twelve. Oh, nice! That was that. That was that game where Eli Manning was like just totally his ass torn kicked. up, and he yep. and he s- stood there. Uh, to me, I know he had great games in the Super mm. Bowl. To me, that was his greatest game ever. Uh, research estimates uh, says uh, we probably. Edged out the NFC Championship by about a million viewers. Um, the game peak, uh, 20, 68 million at around 6 o'clock, a little bit before 6 o'clock.
9: I'll get How about more, that? A few more numbers. And f- I'm sorry, 40 million for that Game 7. Oh, okay. But that's still 28 million more people for that football game. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's incredible.
4: And you had two games that were over yeah, that number. Yeah, right, right, right. Wow. Wow. Yep, NFL's king. We know yep. that. Now the question is, now that we finally got Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl, which we've been working on so hard this year. <laughs> yeah, because the NFL's rigged. Yes, exactly. Uh, it would be interesting to see. I would like to think that this is going to be a tight game between these two teams. Um, And I just think that if you're in the fourth quarter and there's a three-point spread and she's there and Travis Kelsey's there and everything that's going on. I, I, I mean, I, I would believe, hope that
3: Travis Kelsey is there. i got to believe
4: 110 million. <laughs> Hundred and ten million. I, that's I'm, over that's,
3: under. That's my projection. Over under. Hundred and nine million. You want to set at
6: that? What
4: does it do usually? Well, over a hundred, I think. Yeah, it's over a hundred. But the question is, you know, will it actually explode now? Because mm. the Taylor Swift effect. We'll see. We will see. We All right, see. It's Boomer and Geo, company alive in the built Ford Tough studio.
3: All right, Boomer and Gio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. If you listen to this show regularly, you know that a lot of us drive a long distance into work. I'm one of them. Al is another one. And there's this move that I just don't understand from drivers. And this was happening today. And I was, I, I was actually smiling. I was not getting angry in any sort of road rage. Uh, version of myself which can happen as i've talked about before there's one time i was trying to pick out what golf club i was going to slam a windshield with because i was so mad but this time i was just smiling so when there's someone who's going slow in the left lane and then i'm coming up behind them and i'm going faster than they are and then i have an opportunity to pass them in the middle lane but they don't like that and then they speed up so i can't get in front of them in the left lane now, I was able to do this and get in front of the person, but what is it about the driver in the left lane that is driving at a slow speed, but yet if you try to pass them on the right lane, they speed up because they don't like that and they don't want you getting in front of them. So this person was probably going, I mean, we understand what the speed limit is, but this person is probably in the left lane going 60 miles an hour, which is unacceptable on the LIE in the left lane, let's be real.
4: Especially when there's no traffic.
3: Exactly. So then I go to the middle lane, go around the guy. But then the second he sees this, speeds up in the left lane to try to stop me from getting in front of him. Didn't work. But then he comes out from under, you know, behind me. And then he tries to speed up and get past me. So he actually, at one point, does get past me and in the middle lane, turns to me and finger in the air. So I legitimately laugh at this because of this guy's obviously he hates his life he's having a miserable time like I I whatever so I'm laughing. So because I know but I know the roads here so I know eventually that I'm going to with the left lane get past him again. So he's now boxed in like trucks and I pass him again. Oh yes. Yeah, very I look, satisfying. I, just, I look over at him smile and he couldn't even look at me. He
2: just grabbed onto the wheel couldn't even look at me.
4: That's very satisfying when the car in that situation Gets boxed in, boxed in with the trucks. Oh, it's great! It is, but I will say, look, we all, mm-hmm. I'm including myself here, have mental problems when we are driving, especially on the Long Island Expressway, especially when there is traffic and it is bumper to bumper traffic. And when you get to the Clearview Expressway, yeah, and and all the trucks are coming off of the Clearview, getting onto the LIE, yeah. That's where you take your life into your own It's hands. like Andy Reid's heart, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it, Clark, it, it, is, it is snarled. Yeah. It is congested. And there are a lot of pissed off people. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, look, we all deal with it. No, I know. But, but but here's the thing
3: I don't understand. Like, if I'm cruising in the left lane and I'm, I'm moving that early and someone wants to go past me and go faster. You'll move over and let the guy go. Or, or right. Or... If they, like, come up really quick and just fly by, like, I'm just like, okay, go. But this guy, for whatever reason, was like, no, you don't you dare try to get past, I I should be in front of you, don't yeah, well, you
4: dare get in front of me. Well, the, the real douchey move is when you are in traffic and you know you're coming up against the car and you're going to move over a lane to go around that car. Yeah. But there's a guy behind you. That's going to do it before you. Mm-hmm. And that's the backdoor cutoff. little backdoor cutoff spot. A little backdoor cutoff, back cutoff spot, which mm-hmm. is like you got to really be careful. Or every now and again, you got the car that gets ripped off, you know, out of, I don't know, Garden City, Manhasset, you name it, Roslyn. Yeah. That is ripping down the LIE at 150 miles an hour. Yeah. see a and, lot- the co- and the cops won't chase, chase them because they're told not to because it's going to cause it disaster. An but yeah. that's when those guys are whipping in and out of the, the right. traffic and mm-hmm. they end up you know, either catching the bumper of the car in front of them or they're just completely high or something's going on.
3: Yeah, and I totally judge this guy because he had one of those bumper things on the outside of his car. You know what those those bumper
4: buddies? Like, oh. They'll like, oh, yeah. hang
3: out of the trunk. They're like some like rubber thing yeah. that hang out of the trunk.
4: I mean, right. it, I but don't know. You had to tell me they had like a Biden Harris sticker no. on the bumper. No, 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 no. It had a those are the worst drivers. It had
3: it had the bumper, the bumper buddy on the back, which makes the car look horrible. Like I'd rather have a dent in my bumper than have that thing hanging out. So you know what type of person he is. You know, he's a guy that probably has his pronouns and his Instagram profile. You know, like one of those guys, we're a mask outside guy. But he was mad. He was so mad that I tried to get around him. And uh, yeah,
4: didn't didn't work out for them. They have yeah, they have that WeatherTech bumper bump, uh, bumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what do they call it? They call it. What do they Weather... call it? Maybe WeatherTech. I don't know. No, bumper no. no WeatherTech is Bumper Buddy. Think a Bumper Buddy. And anything? you put it in your trailer hitch.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it hangs down.
4: Yes. Right. Well, okay. they have that that hangs down. And then they have the thing that sticks out of your st- your trailer hitch. Like if you have your bike rack in there, yeah. Like, so okay. you take your bike rack out. And then you put the bumper buddy in there.
3: Yeah this this is this was the one that hangs down like a bib. Oh, like the a one that hangs like- the one that hangs out of the trunk like a bib. Yes, it just looks so bad.
4: You you know, like, I, well, like seriously, what do you want? You, you want to slap the guy around when you get to him? What, what's going on?
3: No, 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 no. I didn't. I told you already. I told you okay. that I that I was laughing at this whole thing, and I just I he was not moving at
4: all in the left lane until I tried to get around him, and then all of a sudden he realized. Look at oh, this yeah. guy.
3: Yeah, there's your weather tech stuff right there. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just, it's it's every day. And when I saw you this morning, because, you know, I've been driving farther than you. I'm a Suffolk County guy. You're in Nassau See, County it's, guy. it's
4: a bumper protection.
3: See that? Oh, that thing that comes you out. You got to get that thing. See, that thing's fine. That's fine. That looks okay. But that bib. The bib thing, you know. Like the bumper bib maxi pad thing that hangs <laughs> out <of> there. <laughs> that, that was ugly okay. as hell. And I just, like I said, I'd rather have dents in my bumper the entire time than have that thing hanging out. <clears throat> Yeah, but there's a lot. I mean, you get January early in the morning, New York, as angry as people are. There's a there's a lot, there's a lot going on out there. There is there's a lot That's
4: you got to be, be aware.
3: I mean, Al had the guy roundhouse kicking his his uh, his car. Right. He got this
4: guy who's who's giving me the finger for essentially nothing. There's people are people Forget are the, pissed. Like I told you, you have we have about 21 million people. That are in the tri-state area within about twenty miles of New York City.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: and we're all trying to jam onto this island that we call Manhattan, mm-hmm. and so it creates a lot of tension. It does, and especially when people don't speak the same language and they get into an a- art, you know, an accident. That's a tough one. And then they're out there and they're and they're yelling at each other in different languages, and they're waiting for the cops to show up. And that's probably a fun thing for a cop to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> show up and deal with that. Do you ever see the same when you're
3: driving? and you ever see the same car or truck every single day? Because I've been seeing the same. It's a guy who drives a Sunbelt Rentals van. I see him in the same spot on the LIE every single that day. He's doing his job. He's getting up, going he's, to work. Yep. Sunbelt Rentals, that van, every day. I can tell you exactly where I generally pass him. It's like the Glen Cove Road, like exit 39. I'm usually <laughs> passing the
4: Sunbelt Rentals, man. You, you know, Glen Cove Road, uh, you know, that whole area there, rush hour, oh, not good. The pits. The pits. It is just, it is brutal. Snarled is the best way to put it. <clears throat> you got the, the merging, and you know, and I, I don't know, for some reason the curves and the, the LAE gets narrow there, and then uh, you got Willis Avenue and all that other crap, and then everybody's all jammed up, and I don't know why.
3: Snarl spot.
4: Yes, yes.
3: All right, Boomer and Geo coming in live for the Built Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So I get a uh, tweet here from a man named Patrick Kilray, and he says, Good morning, guys. I am watching you guys on CBS Sports Network with my six-year-old Nelly. She watches every morning. She seems to be annoyed by a plastic doll that is leaning to the side behind Geo. Can you fix it for her? Thanks. All right, so I have an almost six-year-old. She will be six on February 10th. So I know when they want something, a six-year-old girl, they will do whatever it takes and make any sort of noises to annoy you to the point that you will give them what they want. There's these whining sounds that they can produce and these, these things that just that they get into your head and rattle your brain so much so that you will give them that Popsicle or you will oh, put on that TV show. So, I
4: see what it is. So
3: I see what it is. I see it here.
4: Yes. That's Billie Jean King, isn't it?
3: It's not any old plastic doll. This is Billie Jean King.
4: Yes. Who
3: was the originator of Boomer's, one of his favorite phrases, phrases, pressure is a privilege. Yes. So this is Billie Jean King. So we honor her in the studio. I did not realize, silly me, did not realize she was leaning over, which is a sign of
4: disrespect for the great Billie Jean King. I don't know. It kind of looked like she was hanging out. Just hanging out? Just kind of hanging out sitting back there behind you, but I want to make sure that you do straighten it out. And straighten we'll, it out. Yes. Straighten it out for Nelly, the
3: six-year-old. Okay, Nellie. There
1: you go.
4: So
3: now she is no longer leaning, and she is standing, and it is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. All right, so I heard this on the warm-up show this morning between Alan and Jerry, and it, it made me think because it was a topic, and I don't know if Jerry's going to end up playing this or not because he was like, I don't know if I'm going to play the audio of this or not, but it was a fight between sports fight, podcast fight, argument, whatever, not a real fight fight, between Ocho Cinco and Shannon Sharp on their podcast that we love to listen to so much. So I believe it was Ocho Cinco was saying that Beyonce would cause as much of an uproar in the NFL if she were dating, you know, obviously we know she's married, Jay-Z, the whole thing, but if she was dating an NFL player as Taylor Swift would. And Shannon Sharp is saying absolutely not. Taylor Swift would be a bigger deal than Beyonce. And they're going back and forth. Now, it's not a fair fight at this point between Beyonce and Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is at her career arc. She is at her zenith right now. She is the the undisputed queen of music at this point sells out hundred thousand dollar stadiums hundred thousand thousand dollar hundred thousand seat stadiums in like minutes we all know this so right now taylor swift has the edge however i do agree with chad johnson that beyonce at her career arc where she was at the top and she was the one that everybody was talking about certainly if she started dating anybody in the nfl at that point, especially if it was a star, like Travis Kelsey is a star, that the cameras would
4: be on Beyonce just as much. All right, let's say now, that I'm talking
3: years ago now because right, Beyonce's right. had a different, you know.
4: Let's say Dua is dating Patrick Mahomes. He's not married that they're dating.
3: It wouldn't be as big as Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is more popular, but the cameras would be on her. The cameras would be on her okay, and they show her. How about. Listen, how about- they showed Jake Browning's girlfriend 16 times in the booth because she was wearing a skin-tight outfit. You know what I'm saying? Because like the,
4: yeah, she was very sexy.
3: Right. I mean, we there's, yes. there's a lot of family members that get shown. I mean, Tommy DeVito's family was probably on TV just as much as Taylor Swift. Remember all the Jordan Love, when Jordan Love made his first start in Kansas City and they put the, his mom up in the last seat at Arrowhead? Yes, yes. They, the camera was on
4: her the entire time. Right. Uh, I think the argument was, coming out of Baltimore, that they weren't shown any family members from Baltimore. But they were showing Taylor Swift. And why were they showing Taylor Swift as opposed to showing some family members from Baltimore? Now, did you see the lip reading that was caught when the
3: camera got on Taylor Swift and she was looking up at the monitor? Did you see this? I did not. So she's looking up at the monitor. Okay. And the camera's on her, so she, she sees it. And she says, while looking at herself go away
4: please clear as day I feel bad for her go away please I mean as as, uh, extremely popular as she is she basically has no private life whatsoever
3: yeah and she's probably feeling dislike for the first time ever other than like Kanye and Scooter Braun and the people that have have,
4: Scooter Braun
3: you don't know this who's Scooter Braun oh my god you're, Mr. Taylor Swift over here, who talks yes. about her more than anybody. I'm sorry, what, you don't know that story. So, listen, I am. You so. don't know that story. You know what? You have exposed yourself as a Taylor Swift fraud right in front of us. If you don't know the Scooter Braun story, you are a fraud. Play it, Eddie. Fraud, fraud, fraud. fraud! I don't... How do you not know that, Al? Do you know the Scooter Braun stuff? I am familiar. Absolutely, even Al
4: knows. But I'm fraud,
9: a, I'm... fraud.
4: I don't... I like to consider myself a music insider. He's a music insider. Yeah, but he, here's my thing. I'm all about Taylor when she finally got to the mm-hmm. NFL mm-hmm. with Travis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked her music. I have her music mm-hmm. on my phone. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of music on, Fraud! Fraud! on my phone. Fraud! Fraud! All right, everybody's just got to shut up and you just calm said down for five seconds. Scooter Braun, who's that? I don't give wow. a crap who Scooter brought. Well, is. See, there you go.
3: Hey, Swifties, you hear this? He doesn't care who Scooter Braun is. I don't. He doesn't care that that he did her her dirty.
4: This is a fraud, Swifty. I I only care about Taylor and her happiness. Well, then you should care about Scooter Braun because he's the one who brought her more unhappiness than anybody. Yeah, but he's also brought her a lot of money because she's written songs about it.
3: Uh, (laughs) Uh, No, that's not true. You still
4: don't know who it is. You still don't know. You think it's an ex-boyfriend? It's not even an ex-boyfriend. This is the guy that stole all the songs from her. I know who he is, and I don't give a crap. And you know what? She's smart because what she do? She rewrote some of those songs, and she re-released those songs so she can keep all the money from those songs. The way you said, screw it, Braun. Who's that, that right? Well, I mean, like, in her world, he, he's that's the financial side. Well, he's
3: the public enemy, number one. Yeah, I, I understand, so.
4: but he's not the romantic end of it. Like, he's not the boyfriend. No, he's not. I, and what I care is that Taylor seems to have found just genuine happiness right now Which- with Travis and I saw that on on the on the post game recap of our show on CBS when Phil was talking and they took the microphone, they took the camera off of Phil and they put it on those two yeah and they kept it on those two that's right as Phil was talking mhm and I was I was at the end of my table laughing
3: cuz Phil had to adjust and they had to stop talking about football and talk about that
4: well, he, and he did. He did yeah. a very good job of it. He to did. the victor goes the spoils.
3: Yeah, <laughs> to the victor goes everything. Yeah, what he, so, what I, he said. I
4: understand that part of her life, but she's got that all straightened out now. And now she's found happiness. She's in the middle of a freaking foot. Taylor Swift is in the middle of a goddamn football field hugging. The man that she loves. And and, and that, I love
3: that. Well, the reason you love it is because these games are on CBS. That's the reason you love
4: it. Don't tell me why I love you it. You love it because, and I would too. I would too if I were everybody CBS, over there. have been talking about it. You're the one who said they're getting engaged on CBS. I
3: understand, but it really it benefits you guys more than it would benefit me. And I understand that yeah, totally. I'm get not knocking million it. Million
4: viewers, no matter what. I'm
3: not. Yeah, but you said with the Taylor Swift effect, it's breaking records. I think and it's stuff. great. A, I think
4: it's awesome. And it, I'm, it, I'm it, glad it, it, to be a part of it. Just being dragged right along.
3: So anyway, yes, I do think though that she's probably with the "go away, please" thing. She's probably hearing like the they're showing you too much, and also the reason why I think the "go away, please" came from was that what was that guy? That uh, terrible uh, comedian who did the Golden Globes. What was his name? Jo- oh, Joe Coy. Joe, Joe, Joe Coy. Coy. Yes. So Joe Coy's joke that night that she wasn't happy about was, yes. we're going to show, we don't show Taylor Swift as much as the NFL does on their games. Remember that? Yes. That was a joke. Yeah, so now yes. that's in her head. And that, that bomb- she gets shown too much. And that bombed. So she, she's probably, It did bomb. But she's probably thinking, oh, everybody thinks I get shown too much. And now she's up at the monitor. She sees herself on the monitor. She goes, go away,
4: please. We she's had enough. Taylor, we can't help it. We love you. We're all, we're into you. Everybody thinks you're the the greatest. The problem is is she's in this landscape of, you know, meathead tendency football fans. Yeah. And, you know, guys like we ran into at the Baltimore train station, those people. Oh, of course. And, And if you're losing
3: to her and the Chiefs. Then that's a problem. You just dislike her right off the bat. But
4: anyway, so and she's back not, and she's never been really disliked. I mean, because her, her fans love her right. and adore her, and she puts on a great show. This is what I'm
3: saying. So this is why I came back to the full circle here. The only time that there's been real controversy is that whole Kanye thing, and then people would back him back in the day, and then the Scooter Braun thing where obviously no one took his side. Uh, but back to the original point with Chad Johnson and, and Shannon Sharp. Okay. I do think, I do think, that Beyonce at the the height of it when she had like just left Destiny's Child and was a solo artist and was winning Grammy after Grammy and number one hit after number one hit would have had the same impact. There's certain people that would have like now it's Taylor Swift you know, a few years ago it would have been Beyonce. You know, back in the eighties it would have been Madonna.
4: There are a few who, like uh who's our guy, um, Christian McCaffrey date? Olivia Colpo? Yeah, Olivia it? Culpo, yes. Culpo. Culpo. C U L P O. Did they show her at the 49er games?
3: The NFL put out a uh I I, I don't know if they sh- they don't show her a ton during a game, but the NFL official X account put out the two of them chest bumping after the win. Like they did like they both jumped and chest bumped. And they thought that was funny, so they put that out. So that was they like a chest thing. bumped. They did, yeah. Which I thought was kind of it was kind of cool, you know. Like that oh, was, I, I, the,
4: the chest bumping is great with Olivia Copel, Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the, she was into it. She was like, you know, one of the guys. Yeah, of thing. course she's into it. She yeah. she's hanging out with Kyle Uzcheck's wife, who's making jackets for everybody. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like the Carl Banks of football wives when it comes to making jackets. <laughs> you think she could have made us a brown bomber jacket? Yeah. And it should have been this helmet color. You remember that? We were talking about that, uh, he was the, It color. was the bronze bomber oh, the jacket. Bronze bomber.
3: Uh, Deontay Wilder back before he <laughs> went off the deep end. Uh, but, yes, that's what we were looking for. And he said it was on a boat in China somewhere. And the restrictions and the ports, it was getting held up on this cargo ship from yeah, China. right. And
4: uh, was- I mean, uh, where are those jackets, by the way?
3: Oh, uh, who knows? He's... <sighs> I have no idea. He oh, probably he's probably didn't.
4: just mad at the whole station right now. I don't know. That's a whole other thing.
3: Yeah, don't get me back into that, will you? You know, I've already said it. I didn't about get you back you into that. You brought the name up and everything else. You and Scooter
4: Braun, like, I don't know who Scooter you Braun You didn't. Is. She was what re- do you mean you don't even mean? Braun! Who's Braun?
2: I, I said, who, who she, is I, that?
4: I know he is, but she, he's not a, a part of her love
3: life. No, and nobody ever said that. No one ever implied that he was part of the love light. I was saying, I said Kanye and Scooter Braun, which were the two controversies. You said Scooter Braun. Who's look, that?
4: I, I will say this: if you if you Google Travis Kelsey, and you look at all the different things that he has done off the field, that kid is talented. Yeah, he does all the vaccine commercials. I don't care about that and crap. And he does you know, the want a vaccine, uh, take what's a the other one? I want no, a vaccine. What? Don't take a vaccine. I don't really care. Just don't tell me to do it. No, but it was, what? I mean, Jesus, man. All i was saying
3: is they hired him to do the vaccine commercials. Yeah, but I don't you, really, like, snap like, you like made,
4: that. I, you made it like negative.
3: Like, I didn't make it negative. All of all of a sudden, sudden, he did negative. the
4: vaccine commercials,
3: and then he also yeah. did
4: what's that other one? Like you know, a of trader if or something. If or? Pfizer paid you a million dollars to do those vaccine commercials. You do them too. I don't know, man. I'm not paying me a million dollars. <laughs> it's easy for me to say. I was trying to think like. It when this is all over said and done with, and if the Chiefs do win, um, I'm trying to think about appearance fees <laughs> for oh. like, for like Travis and, no. and Taylor to no, show up no, together no, for an hour. No, or So no, that no. would only be some like Saudi oil prince
3: that could afford <laughs> that, that.
4: That's what I'm saying. That would be the, the next only thing one. you know, he'd be si- he's going to be signing up for live and getting vaccines and everything else. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's
3: there's one place that they would show up for free. There's one. Po- yes, I know where. <sighs> Democratic I... National Convention. <laughs> no, <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> they do that one for no. Free. You know what it is? They show up to free at Pound Town. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Belmore. what's going on, Matt? Gooma and G-O-O. Oh what's yeah, up, man? what's happening, Matt? What's happening, brother? Good morning,
6: boys. Good morning. Good morning. Just a uh, quick point. I'm a Giants fan, so I've seen plenty of Cowboys fan uh, Cowboys games in my history here, and I, I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if it was like eight or ten years ago, but when Romo was with Jessica Simpson, man, that was a big every deal. Every time you put on a Cowboys game, they were showing her up in the sweet box with Jerry Jones.
3: Yeah, you're right. You are right about that. That has not been referenced enough. That is a good point. And it was that that trip to Cabo that everybody got on Romo with when he went with Jessica Simpson. You're right.
4: That that was a big deal, man. Uh, you know, it's amazing. It he goes to Cabo. Odell Beckham Jr. takes the wide receivers down to Florida on a boat, mm-hmm. and meanwhile Travis Kelsey goes to Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires.
3: and Argentina.
4: Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean, and that's like halfway around the world. It's yeah. right in the middle of the season.
3: Nobody cared about that. Nobody had a problem with that. You know, it didn't everybody else like it. I mean, I get. But was it? So it was before a playoff game, though, with the Giants, and was it before a playoff game with? Tony Romo, I don't remember that. Or was it like the, when they were on a bye? I have to go back and look. But obviously, the, the Giants' boat trip was before a playoff game yes. on, a, on a week where they didn't have a bye, whereas Travis Kelsey did go to Buenos Aires on a bye.
4: And then Odell Beckham dropped the first pass thrown to him.
3: That's right. And they lost
4: the game, and we all know what happened after that. Yes.
3: Uh, Shep is down in Alabama. What's going on, Shep?
11: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing Good, today? Shep. What's up, man? Uh, you know, I want to ask you, uh, guys, uh, on the betting side of things, on the proposition side for the uh, Super Bowl, what's going to be the over-under uh, for the Taylor Swift appearance number?
4: Uh, is that out there yet? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't get involved in that because I would have insider knowledge on that. That is true. I mean, and I'll just be in my ear, showteller, show showteller. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> and you know what? Look, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is a big party. A lot of people around the TV, a lot of people are going to be looking at the commercials as much as they do, the game itself, yeah. and Taylor is the pop culture icon that's going to be involved in all this. Come on, man. we got to get all this involved. I know, I know we have can. to get it all involved. You know, like, I, we, we, we would be uh, doing a disservice, and I know there are some football fans out there that hate this, but we would be doing a disservice if we didn't get that involved. No, and by close. the way, we're going to get Olivia Culpo and, and Christian McCaffrey involved and I, we're going to see Brittany Mahomes a lot. Oh, I, we're going to see Brock Purdy's girlfriend or, or wife. Nobody or, needs that. Nobody, nobody needs any more no, But Mahomes. I'm just telling you, that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be all things... Both teams, celebrities that are going to be there rooting on their teams. And you're going to yeah, play totally. the Jackson Mahomes force kiss video. You're going to work that in there. No, I don't think we'll do oh, that. No. I mean, okay. we want the Super Bowl to be positive. We want it to have people to have a it an enjoyable will be. day. It's going to be great. And it's all you be... do is knock and knock. Why? And I'm knock. not knocking you're anything. You're like the knock family. Who did I just knock? Like oh, you're knocking Taylor Swift. You're I didn't knock gonna... Taylor Swift. <laughs> you going to show her how much you're going to show her and all this other stuff. I mean, that was I'm the caller just... who said
3: that? The caller just said that. you put putting words. In my mouth, I understand that you got to show Taylor Swift. I understand what it means to CBS. I understand that I will knock Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes. I am you're not scaring me off what of that because Olivia those two, No, I like
4: her. Okay, I told you. Just I just I didn't knock them either. I did the ch- I told you about the chest what, bump what, thing. What about what about uh, Kyle Uzcheck's wife? Who's she's very great. Very, she's very talented. T- she's talented. Right, and she's out there. I mean, like, she's out there on Instagram yeah. and everything.
10: Uh, but I'm not
4: knocking anybody. All right. The caller called up and said, what are the, the, the uh, over-under on the thing? I didn't. Well. You're blaming me. I mean, I don't think he was trying to knock anything, but I just feel like every time you bring it up as a football fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you put your Neanderthal football fan, you know, hat on, you're like, I, you're, you're done with Taylor Swift. Um, but yet you seem to know everything about her. Well, I mean, I
3: just, you have life experience, you know things, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things I don't like that I know about, you know, about her, about... Everything in life, there's a lot of. I'm names. not talking about
4: everything. In life. so, I'm like specifically talking about her because you brought her up, and like your well, I mean, fixation you, on it.
3: No, no, I, I don't have a. Fix. No, you're the one with fixation on it. Trust me, I'm just trying to keep up, make you happy. Trust me, because you bring her up more than anybody. So I was just trying to, you know, get you going with the Beyonce conversation, which I thought was uh, also a. Uh, I thought there was a good topic. What about Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez? That was a big deal, huge deal, a huge deal, right? A huge deal between the two of them. Remember, they almost bought the Mets. <laughs> ah! Oh, I knew that that was gonna be a disaster. I said they, that would be that would be the most Mets thing in the world. The two of them bought the Mets and then went through like a public divorce, and they had to split the Mets up in some sort of uh, divorce hearing. But then we got Steve Cohen, who now bargained basement shops for the for the team. It's a, a tax
4: write off, though. It's a tax write. off
3: Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back with us. What's going on,
9: Jerry? Good morning to you. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. And we're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, You guys, I think you mentioned the Shannon Sharp stuff with Chad Ochocinco. So here were the two clips. I meant to bring them, uh, play them yesterday. I never got to it. This was, this was talking about in today's terms, not years back. Uh, Shannon Sharp was basically saying how the Taylor Swift effect is a lot more than Beyonce ever could be now. I don't think they mentioned earlier, but and Shadow single couldn't even believe he was going there.
11: Beyonce ain't moving the needle like this chick, Ocho. No. What? You no, tripping? No, you tripping, Ocho. This girl, this Ask the she's chat. the closest, thing. The she's the closest will- thing to moving the needle like Michael
4: Jackson that we've seen. This is it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>
9: <laughs> he says uh, Taylor Swift is bigger than anything right now.
4: The NFL could have anybody do halftime. I guarantee you, Taylor Swift is first
7: over oh, Beyonce? Beyonce
4: and Jay Z and Rihanna combined. That's who they want.
3: <laughs> uh, right now, yes. He's
4: probably
3: <clears throat> he's probably right. Well, yeah, no, he is. I mean, at this moment, she is the
4: biggest thing. There's no two ways about it. I, I think can't argue it. I, I'm sorry. I think there's a lot of pressure on Usher to perform, man. Got to come out big. She's going to be in the house. <laughs> and she's just coming off of three uh, straight shows in Tokyo. Yeah. She's got 100,000 fans at each show.
3: She's not even going to watch the halftime, man. She's going to be so locked into this game. She's going to have to probably take a break, compose herself at halftime, maybe a bathroom break, snack. She's not even going to be watching the halftime you, show.
4: You know what all these stadiums <laughs> should have? They all should have, like, for situations like this, whether it be the president of the United States, no matter who it is, or her or somebody of that magnitude. They should have, like, these private suites where you can't, like, see in. You know what I mean? Or or she's up. Like tinted windows. Yeah, tinted windows or something where, where she could just enjoy the game and just be a normal fan and act ridiculous like the most of, most of us do.
3: Yeah, but that wouldn't be good for the networks who want to show her. right? People want, you know, you guys are getting a bump out of this. That would be the worst thing. You don't want to suggest that. Now someone's going to do that. They're going to black out the Taylor Swift box. You're going to lose 50
9: million viewers. Mm. Do you want to hear the exchange between Travis Kelsey and Taylor? We're doing this. (laughs) Taylor Swift on the field after they won. And he had to go to the locker room. Yeah, yeah, We're sure. going to
4: Disney World. No, no, he
9: didn't do that. You really can't even hear it, great, but it's gone everywhere, as you can imagine.
10: Give us a path, guys. Give us a path. Thank you. Give it clear away, guys. Thank you. I'm going to enjoy it with you guys over here.
9: Oh. It's Funny. Here we go, guys. Give me a path. Thank you. He did say I love her there. Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> this we knew. I'm going to go enjoy it with the fellas. Excuse me,
4: my like, oh boy, is <laughs> she, 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 she gonna be okay with that? Oh, well, well, she can't. has to be. Right, I guess so. She's a she didn't go football on,
9: player. Hey, she didn't go on stage. You know, well, yeah, I mean, we that. Yeah, oh, she, she would have, have gotten killed for that. Well, oh, Andy, I know she's not his wife, but Andy Reid's wife was up there, right? Well, yeah,
4: so was Clark Hunt's family. And right, Yeah, but that's, that's a different, different story. story. They've been, been around
9: for four months. <laughs> but aren't we talking about what it means to the networks and the viewership? <laughs> if she would have been up there next to him, it would have gone crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm glad she did not.
4: I mean, we couldn't show her enough, and, and the two of them smooching. <laughs> God.
9: Uh, in terms of actually playing football, because that I, I is what hear, this is I supposed the to be. About. The back.
4: I can hear the boss in the back, in the back truck. Get that effing Phil Sims off the air <laughs> and show Taylor Swift <laughs> now. It's not 1986
9: anymore. <laughs> it does figure that Sims is the one that's got to talk when that's happening.
4: <laughs> it was great. It was great.
9: Uh, here was Andy Reid on the Let's Go podcast. They win. They're heading to Vegas, and he is excited for the trip. Sure.
5: Well, being in Vegas is going to be spectacular. I mean, they have a great facility out there, and uh, you might as well use it, right, as they say. So uh, it's going to be put to use, and then... We actually are the home team, so we get to use the Raiders facility, and that's beautiful.
9: He said, I uh, just got to be careful with the strip and keep the guys off the strip when they're out there. Um, in terms of Kadarius Tony, what's the deal with Kadarius? Uh, so he was asked, you know, he had the post. Is he hurt? What's going on? What is his status?
5: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously he's been on the injury report, so I mean, I, I got to, that, that part is, uh that's not made up by any means, but He's been working through some things, and um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there. What
9: a great non-answer! He'll be back (laughs) out there when next year? Do they ask when? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'd have to go listen to the whole thing. That I don't know, man. Yeah, pretty much 18 seconds
3: of not really answering the question. He he cannot be with the team after all that nonsense this past week. He cannot be with the team. Well, then, what would that be? A
9: suspension? Then I just cut cut him. him.
3: And then I was talking about the Niners. I don't think he's a, a double agent. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and screwing
4: up the 49ers. Right, and <laughs> he drops a
3: pass in the end zone. The what, what does
4: this mean? What are they doing? Oh, well, we're doing this. Well, that's not what we think they're doing. <laughs> he would have everybody confused. Yeah, we shall see. Um, obviously,
9: they had to beat the Ravens to get there. Now they get the Niners, who beat the Lions. Uh, Tom Brady on his own podcast. It's going to be a tough few months for one Dan Campbell and the Lions after that loss. When you
3: get to this point, you're kicking yourself all the time. It's very rare that you're walking out going, you know, it's it's. I'm happy we got to the final four. You're kicking yourself that you're not in the final two because you're so close to getting to the Super Bowl. And that's the dream for every team to start the year.
9: Now, we talked about this in the uh, the warm-up show what do you think uh, the future holds for Tom? Do you think he goes right into the booth with Burkhart and they kick Olson out the door, three man? Right
4: in the booth. Uh, I would think, knowing or thinking that I know Tom Brady and the way he does things, he's. Pro- I bet you he was probably doing those games somewhere when they were when they were being played. I yeah. would
9: think prepping. Right. I'm just saying, is is it Brady and Burkhart the team week one and Olson's gone? I or? think Olson's
4: got. You know, you see a lot of a lot of people supporting Greg Olsen out yeah. there. And people really liking him and liking his delivery and his style and his language and the whole thing. So, I, it's a really interesting dilemma.
8: I
3: just make him part of the second booth. No, no why no. not? Why well, not you make it a three man booth? Are you going to fire him? You're not going to fire him. Who no, you? I'm saying Olsen make oh, him a part oh. of the second
4: booth. I don't know, man. Why? Why not? Why don't put him in there with with Tom Brady. That's what I say. Three man booth.
3: Eh, I don't know. Maybe Tom will just get so bored of this whole thing and quit like week
4: three. Like, what the hell
3: am I doing here? But
4: why why, why would he be doing his radio deal with Jim Gray? Like, if he's bored with all of it, why is he doing it? No, I,
3: I, I wasn't being serious. I was right. joking. I don't think Tom Brady's going to quit week three of this Fox job. But
4: yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that Tom Brady doesn't have to do this. I mean, they laid out a lot of money for him for a lot of different reasons, not just the performance and having Tom Brady on your team, but it's also the sales aspect of it. Marketing and business. Yes. Understood.
9: All right, let's get to the Knicks. They were in Charlotte last night, and beknownst to us, there was going to be no an OG and an OB. He has an elbow, either soreness or an injury, and that came down late. We know about Julius Randle, and yet they went out and just smashed the Hornets.
4: DiVincenzo knocks it down. 18 points for DiVincenzo. Knicks have opened it up here. 14 straight points, and they
9: lead by 20. And they would wind up winning by a whole lot. 113-92. The final is they beat Charlotte, sending the Hornets to 10-35 and in the season. 28 for Dante DiVincenzo, Jalen Brunson doing what he does. 32 points, 13 of 24 from the field. There was Tom Thibodeau, needed and got a complete team effort. You're
11: not replacing Julius with any one player. Same thing
6: with OG. So for us, it's got to be the collection of everybody working together. Everyone's
9: capable of playing great defense. Everyone's capable of rebounding the ball well. And that's exactly what they did as a team last night. They've won seven straight. Now, here was Jalen Brunson. He's trying to talk about winning without these two guys and, and the good things that the team is doing. And it sounds like there I know it's not, but it sounds like there's a goat in the background. (laughs) And (laughs) Brunson was having trouble getting through his thoughts. Charlotte. You never know. There are goats in Charlotte?
4: There's goats everywhere, Jerry.
10: (laughs) They're running rampant in Charlotte. It's definitely an adjustment. (laughs) The um, mentality is always... (laughs) Mentality is always um, next-minute mentality. I think it's totally different. I think... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, um, um, yeah, that has to be red.
4: one of his teammates. It yeah, has right. to be one of. Well, his I teammates don't think a goat was up.
10: running through the bowels of the stadium.
9: Could have been like a kid, maybe. It could have been. One I of the kids showing up
4: in a lot. I I, <laughs> I think it's probably one of his teammates making that noise. <laughs> just to see if they can get him to laugh and get him off his game Well, oh, they did they got him to laugh that is for sure
9: uh here was Dante DiVincenzo on MSG just like in Brooklyn lots of Knicks fans in Charlotte yeah I mean I just told uh coach Rick and I was like man Knicks fans travel um you started hearing let's
6: go Knicks um and that's I mean we have the best fans in the, in the league so you know no matter where we go it feels like a, a home game for us mm-hmm. right, let
4: me just tell you something the Nick fan isn't traveling. The Nick fan is moving.
6: That's true. <laughs> you, that's the right. Nick
4: fan is leaving New York to and South Carolina, going to other places. As Al thought this morning. Oh, the South Carolina, okay, <laughs> and going to other places, and then they're going to see their teams in those places. That's true. Like when you go, you watch a Florida Panther game, whether it be the Islanders, a lot or of trans- or the transplanted Rangers. New Yorkers. Right, exactly. Well, we'll see when we go to Oklahoma City and go ruin those states now. <laughs> okay
9: and jazz tonight last night the jazz lost to the nets who got ben simmons back in the fold
6: simmons into the front court leaves it behind for thomas coming left on a simmons
3: screen driving it all the way to the rim and he lays it up and in and now a steal on the inbound Royce O'Neal. Oh. O'Neal backing out Thomas. Thomas driving it to the rim.
6: Lays it in. Nets have scored 12 straight. Utah wants a timeout.
9: And yeah, that was Chris Carino with the call here on the fan. The Nets uh, blow out the Jazz. 147-114. Mikhail Bridges 33. Uh, here was Ben Simmons. I'm back, baby. And we're running the floor. You better get ready.
6: I told them as soon as we checked in, like, they they, they know what time it is. Um, I think, you know, certain guys know what it's like to play with me. Um And no, where they shot's going to come from, so... <laughs> For us, it's easy.
3: Um, It's just about sharing the ball and and, uh, playing the right way. How
9: about it's about playing? (laughs) That would help. That just shows you that
3: he doesn't know who he is or how he's perceived. As soon as I checked in,
9: I told the guys, you know what time it is? (laughs) Time to get hurt again. (laughs) It's game time.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh,
9: Now, he did play well. He really did. But, I mean, still, shut up.
3: Uh, (laughs) Quickly here, because Pete's got an explanation maybe with uh, Jalen Brunson and the GOAT. What's going on, Pete?
11: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. I think the uh, goat sound was just Brunson's the goat right now. You know, he's gonna end up being the greatest Nick of all time. So they're messing around, just making the goat sound. The
9: greatest Nick of all time. Yeah, well, Did we slowed down a little bit.
3: I mean, they might be messing around with <laughs> yes. the goat thing yeah. now, but that's a, obviously, that's a, that's a good explanation. That's a good explanation. But the greatest Nick of all time. Let's, let's
9: hold it. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> we got a long way to go. He hasn't gotta, even entered Patrick all, Ewing's all, yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. neighborhood yet. All you
4: yeah. have to do is look up at the rafters. Uh, exactly,
9: yeah. Clyde Frazier. I mean, come on now. Um, what else? The Nuggets beat the Bucks 113-107. Nikola Jokic had the triple-double. Uh, Luka Doncic, 45 points. Mavericks beat the uh, Magic last night. And the Rockets over the Lakers, 135-119. to Along the way, Dylan Brooks doing these things. He seems to do a lot with LeBron. <laughs>
11: Jay Tate blows the layup. And fouls in his anxiety to get it back. Uh, that's
9: going to be
5: on Dylan Brooks. And right over the top of LeBron. Hit him on top of the hit on the head. Once again, Brooks in the middle.
9: Yeah, so that was Sportsnet LA. He got a flagrant foul for that. And I guess these two have had a back and forth over the years. So when asked about him afterwards, LeBron? We were here earlier in the year. Uh, we asked you about Brooks and you said... Next you, question. And that was it. He's <laughs> not talking about him. So, And not to mention the Rockets actually won the game by uh, 16. So so be that. College basketball tonight. Seton Hall on the road at DePaul.
3: I'm right, and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, I've been panicking about the weather out in Vegas and whether or not we're going to be able to play golf because it's raining. So I was looking at the forecast, and Friday looked really nice. And Jerry's leaving on Friday after the show to go do a Rutgers game. So, like, I had no uh, partner in crime because you're going to be busy with all the cbs and nfl today and everything with the super bowl so
4: friday i could be open oh you could be okay friday's a possibility yeah all right well
3: you told me tuesday and wednesday so i didn't know so uh so then i had to you know i had to scramble i said well if jerry's gone and boomer's busy i gotta scramble you know who am i who am i gonna play with so then Allie says that uh josh her boyfriend is gonna be out there i thought it was ben you might be right ben josh whatever Bill that, Frank, that guy. It just I put guy in when I had to, you know, make right. the reservation. I just said guy,
4: golfer two guy. Well, golfer two, golfer number two, or two handicap.
3: Yeah, all <laughs> right. He'll say he's like a ten, but he's more
4: like a two. Yeah, he's the kind of guy you want on your team.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you know, I I've heard a lot of chirping over there at CBS Sports with Stephen Waldron dying a play. So Stephen Waldron goes, "What time are you playing?" So I told him what time I was thinking about playing. This guy, so desperate to golf out there with me or you or whoever, the guy changed his flight home for this. I love that. Stephen Waldron decides I'll hang around because he was going to leave Friday after the show, too, because, you know, he loves leaving Friday before the show ends. Yeah. But he was actually going to wait till the show was over and he's going to take off. He changed his flight to take the red eye just so we could go play. How about that? What a good friend. That's, huh? that's the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Steven Waldron. Why don't you just tell me, by the way, Steve, of CBS Sports, to move the tea time or ask, hey, I'm leaving. Would you mind, like, moving it up? You didn't even ask me.
11: It was was not in my, my spot to do that. But you could have said, I'm... me, I'll accommodate myself. Wow. Yeah, but if you would have said,
3: like, hey, I have this flight. I'd still like to play. Can we figure something out? I would have tried to figure something out for you. You didn't even tell me you are going to move your flight. I had to find out from Allie this morning that you moved your flight.
11: Well, she wasn't supposed to tell you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's all this back-channel communication yes. that goes on. You ever notice that? <laughs> yes. All this back-channel communication. <laughs> well, anyway, you excited to play, Steven, on that Friday? Absolutely. It looks like Can't it's going to rain, too, by the way. It's all Friday now. I so. thought Friday was supposed to be nice. Yeah, it was. The forecast changed. Did, yes. did you have to sell your blue man tickets uh, <laughs> That you had for that day
11: I, I changed the tickets changed my flight everything
2: I, I, golf is priority
3: look at that wow good for you steven this is what i like to see so we're gonna have a good day me steven Absolutely. Waldron, and benji it's gonna be awesome okay
4: it's gonna be a great day with the three benji
3: of us. isn't that what you said his name was <laughs> I, I, I thought it was
4: like i, I don't know I, I, <laughs> we, we screwed up his name so many times i don't even know what his name is yeah i know I think it's billy you, th- you think it's Billy. Okay, well, whatever. The three of us are going to have a great
3: uh, great day out there. And Maybe Boomer joins. Who the hell knows? Maybe it'll be free. Uh, uh, let's go to Kevin, who's in the Bronx. What's going on, Kevin? Good morning.
11: Yeah, I was... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I want to take issue with your opinion of uh, Greg Olsen and his, uh, his abilities in the booth. The man just talks too freaking much. He doesn't let the game breathe doesn't really add anything of any value. He relies on these nonsense phrases like uh, at the height of his verticality when really all you need to say is the man jumped. Uh, and, got, and literally from the, from the snap to the whistle, play-by-play, the play, guy will say, okay, that would have been mine. Bang, Olsen's right in there and literally doesn't shut up until the ball has been snapped. Is there a particular
4: and, announcer that you do like? I'm sorry? Is there a particular announcer that is doing games that you do like?
11: Uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, is kind of falling into that trap, but I, I find him entertaining, you know. Uh, Burkhart's pretty good. You know, he seems to know that we're there to watch the game and not listen to him. How about
4: analysts? They're... Is there a particular analyst you like? Um... <laughs> You know the few parts <laughs> Yeah, the point being is that uh, the point you know, being is that these I know, I know. The the point being is that yes, they all do talk a lot. Uh they get paid to talk a lot. They have a lot to say. They, they put a lot of time and effort into it. What's that?
11: It seems like they get paid by the word. I I I, I don't <laughs> mind if they're adding value to the broadcast and they're saying mm-hmm. something interesting, but they seem to think that every viewer ha- is watching the game for the first time and know nothing
4: about... Well, they, they can't assume that you know everything that they know. They can't assume that. And they do spend a lot of time on one game doing a lot of research on that game. Now, I will say that there were two guys that I had heard in different areas. I had heard them, but now I heard them do games in the beginning of the playoffs. And both of them happened. I think they both were on NBC. It was Noah Eagle... And Todd Blackledge, I thought, sounded great together. Mm -hmm. And I like Mike Tirico and Jason Garrett because Jason Garrett brought it from a coach's perspective. And Jason Garrett, in the middle of that game, says, you know, Miami has got to get Tyreek Hill involved. They have got to get him the ball. Mm -hmm. And the next series, Miami comes out, and they get him the ball. It's like, you got to get your best player involved. And so he's coming at it from a coach's perspective. Hey, look... Not everybody likes everybody out there. They all bring something different to the game. If you think Joe and Troy, they're more folksy. They're more having a conversation. Troy giggles a lot. He has a lot of fun, makes fun of himself, self-deprecating. Chris is locked in like a scout would be locked in. You know, he knows everything about every single player, knows all the relationships, the coaches. He understands the history of the league. You know, I mean, so, I mean, they all have a certain aspect to their game. Some people like it and some people don't. Yeah, and
3: very rarely uh, is a broadcaster so much of a turnoff to me that I think about it. It just doesn't happen. I've watched a ton of football games, and very rarely. There's one guy that when I hear, as an analyst, not even a play-by-play guy, an analyst, when I know he's doing a game I have to watch, I'm like,
4: ugh. Look, there's only going to be one John Madden. Yeah. The one and only John Madden, and to me with Pat Summerall, uh, for for me the, the other the other two that I really loved was Dick Henberg and Mer- Merlin Olson. Yeah, all time great. Right. So and then there was Tom Brookshire and and Pat Summerall. They yeah. were great. Yeah. And, and I think that the the best right now, I think
3: Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are probably the best. And I actually I think it sucks that they they took the money, which I would probably have done, but went to ESPN for that money for Monday Night Football because I thought. You know, their voices for the NFC championship game and then being able like that just felt right to me um so it's different now but but those guys because they've been together the longest at this point I for, think for, are the two best
4: for me I don't get turned off by any of it I don't worry about it doesn't matter yeah. they, they see a game a certain way and they want to call it that way fine with me Nick in Florida what's going on Nick hey how you doing today
3: guys good Nick what's up hey so uh Gio, yeah. I've listened
6: to you talk about your golf game. I'm yeah. excited for you to go Thank out there you. and play. I don't know how how often you've played in Vegas. I've had the opportunity to play there a lot. And um, uh I'd like to make a wager with you, Gio. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
7: okay.
6: I'm going to bet I want I don't I, how many times are you guys going to play out there? I, I would time, think 3 to- times. I would
3: think
4: 3 times at the
3: very least 3. I'm hoping for 4.
6: Okay, Gio. You got, I'll give my contact information to Al or whoever. Okay. 20 bucks a day, I'll bet you for your round that you don't break 100
3: You Listen, I'm not making that bet. I'm <laughs> man. I, I'm not confident in myself at all, and I do know it's difficult. I was out there in June, and the putting was insane because none of it made any sense. And if I didn't have a caddy, I would have lost my mind because he was giving me these reads. I'm like, there's no way you're right. There's just no way. And he was right every time. Uh, but no, listen, Nick, I am not confident in uh, in breaking 100. I would take I would take the over for myself every time. Um, so hopefully I
4: play well. But yeah, who the hell knows? hundred and ten. Yeah, hundred and ten. Maybe. 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 <laughs> All right, Mike in Middletown. Mike, what's happening? Hey, guys. Uh. First of
2: all, I was the guy who called about Peter Schwartz in the veal. As well, you know, I still think about it probably <laughs> once a week.
4: Oh, that's by the great. way, so by the good. way, down in Baltimore, I met Peter Schwartz's best friend on the sideline of the Baltimore Raven game. He couldn't wait to come up to tell me that he was Peter Schwartz's best friend. I didn't even know Peter had a single friend. I got to be honest with you because
3: he never talks about his friends. So I, th- I guess good. they went
4: to high school with Peter. Oh, nice. Yeah, right, very good. So- what else is going on, Mike?
2: So, talking about Baltimore, I I work in a capacity where we do escorts for people when they're traveling on a train. And we do escorts for people like the assistant secretary to the finance minister of Guam, who no one knows who they are, but they feel like they need a VIP move or an escort.
4: Well, somebody in the knows who they are. They want to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I understand. So you have like VIP escort services for like a Supreme Court justice. I was on the train with uh, Justice Sotomayor. She's a huge football fan. Right. A lot fan of those and, people take the Yeah.
2: Right. A lot of those people take the train. But you can, we can put you in a room somewhere off by yourselves. It does, it's not, this, this isn't like a service that's like, you know, you, you pay for. It just makes things smoother for people like you that attract the crowd. So I can give my number or a ca- uh, card to Al. If you guys are traveling anywhere on the train, you let us know, and we'll we'll make sure
4: that doesn't happen again. Al, make sure you get this guy's uh, name and number. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. I gotta tell you, just you know, traveling with Coach Cowers and mm-hmm. pain in the ass. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got to stand up for him. You got to you got to fight his battles. Apparently, and, and by the way, and by the way, I did send. Uh, you know, everybody. I guess wrote about that story I was telling yesterday. And um, I did send one of those stories to both Nate and Coach. Yeah. And I said, was I accurate in my story- storytelling? And both of them said 100% accurate. Okay, good. Not, no embellishments, no nothing. Yeah.
3: Well, wh- I mean, of course you wouldn't. I mean, you just told the story.
4: Yeah. What do you, you think you, people think you're making it up? No, I, I just, like, I, I wasn't embellishing anything. I was just, I was just trying to... You know how we, we tell stories here about sometimes there are awkward situations yeah. that we find ourselves in? Mm-hmm. And that happened to be one of them. It certainly was. Hi, Boomer and Geo, coming to you live. The Bill Ford
3: Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. There were some rumors out there that Andy Reid might retire if this season ended in a Super Bowl championship or maybe just at any point. When it ended because he had had enough and he had had a ton of success and he was getting up there in age and all that stuff. And I believe there was a couple of NFL insiders yesterday that said that's absolutely not the case. There will be no Andy Reid retirement. He is enjoying every bit of this. Patrick Mahomes is in the absolute prime of his career, and why in the hell would you end up retiring and giving that job to somebody else when you could just grow your legacy every single year? You know you're going to have a winning season as long as that guy stays healthy. You know you're going to have a winning season. You know you're probably going to end up in the AFC Championship game every single year. So, I mean, if I'm Andy Reid, I say I don't care if you're going to wheel me out
4: there. Give me the play sheet. Give me the headset and I am coaching until I die. Where do you think that came from? Any idea where something like that comes from? I
3: mean, maybe somebody who, like a shiv spot in the back where they're like, I, I don't know. Because generally, like, you get that with college coaches when they're recruiting and they'd be like, I don't know how long that guy's going to stay there. Like, I'm sure that people use that against Nick Saban for years recruiting in the SEC. Like, he might retire anytime. This might be his last year. You don't want to go there and give a commitment to him. He might retire. Now, he ended up retiring. Uh, this past year, but you know, I, I, I don't know where it starts. And then there was also the whole, well, if Andy Reid retires and Bill Belichick can go there,
4: which there's no way in hell that would know, happen. This, where, where do you think a lot of that stuff came from? What, the Belichick stuff? No, or no, the, no I'm talking about the Andy Reid stuff. Because, you know, we had, we had a meeting on Friday night down in Baltimore, and of course, that was one of the topics of discussion. And Jonathan Jones, our insider, said, Andy Reid is not retiring. So every... every and nobody really knows where it came from. Yeah, and you know what's strange,
3: too, is remember a couple of years ago when the Rams were in the Super Bowl, we heard Sean McVay was going to retire and yes. go to the booth, and Aaron Donald was going to retire. What? I mean, neither one of those two things happened. And they've gone and played, what, two seasons now after that. And Sean McVay's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things mm-hmm. where it just it, it brought on a life of its own and uh, now we know that that's just not the case. I think, it's all,
4: I think it's also kind of the danger of the social media aspect of it because maybe maybe it, it fostered itself there. Maybe somebody within the Kansas City media core maybe put something out that this could be Andy's last run or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not totally far-fetched in the
3: sense that he's been around for a very, very long time. And he probably wants to, you know, he's had some personal things go on in his life, obviously, that have been tragic and you would think, oh, you know, I'm at the age now, I've got my Super Bowls, I've got multiple Super Bowls, and maybe I walk away now. It's not totally far-fetched, but uh, it would just be silly. For a man who loves football as much as he has, I mean, this is this is what you strive for. You strive to be the dynasty, you strive to be the it team and ride that quarterback as long as you can, who's the best in the game. And he probably would have liked it if he had Patrick Mahomes and he was, you know, 35 as opposed to yeah.
4: where he is now. But Well, how? I mean, the interesting thing for these teams, and especially with Kansas City now, much like New England did through the mid-2000s, you know, their schedule goes for so long. Yeah. And they're playing all these extra games and they have to play all these extra weeks, which is what you want. But at the end of the day, when do you, when do you ever get to shut it down and take take some time off. I think, like, isn't the Senior Bowl going this week? I feel like the Senior Bowl's going this week or something. The East-West Shrine game's going to be before too long. Now, that's mainly the general manager and the scouts and everything, but I know a lot of coaches like going to these things. Sure. And they can't can't do that.
3: No. Uh, And coaches are coaches for a reason. They're nuts. They're into it. If you make it to that level of being an NFL head coach, your preparation, your love for the game, your obsession with it is more than most and, I mean, Andy right now, I mean, and that's the thing. He's adjusted, and a lot of it is the quarterback, how great the quarterback is. But still, he's made the adjustments through the years. Like, he he didn't get blown by, you know, the, the game passing by by with all these young minds. And you know, here's you, Andy and Reid
4: stuck in his ways. Right. I mean, he did it with McNabb. He did it with Alex Smith. And then, you know, he had the uncomfortable situation of drafting Patrick Mahomes and playing Alex Smith and telling Alex Smith, that you know, look. This is probably going to be your last year. And they still won, mm-hmm. even with that. Yeah. It's a credit to Alex Smith as well, as much as it is to Andy uh, Reid being honest with his players. And then watching Patrick Mahomes in the practice field, they couldn't believe what they were seeing. Yep. And the first day he steps out on the field in that his rookie year, that last game against Denver, you know, that meant, that meant nothing, nothing for Kansas City. You could see it on that first day that he stepped on the field that he was ready. Yep,
3: and he has uh, proven that he is one of the greatest we've ever seen. Alcha in Connecticut. What's going on, Alcha? Hey,
2: what's up, Gio? i Boomer.
3: Good morning. Yeah. What do you got for us?
2: Good morning. Uh, so you guys are seeing like, the rumors and the trends of, like, why um, Andy Reid would quit? Yeah. All right, so in the soccer world right now, uh, Jurgen Klopp is, like, a big Liverpool. Like, brought him to, like, a pinnacle of their... Um, Reign. They won, like, a lot of tournaments and champions with him. Yeah. And he's, just this week, he said he's not gonna continue the season anymore, which is, like, a big shock. And, like, another... It's, like, it's, like, a trend right now. There's, like, a lot of big clubs that are losing their coaches at... It's becoming a trend, so, like, they're all losing their coaches and now I feel like it's going to the football world where they're gonna start saying, oh, this coach is gonna leave when he's at his pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Like, at the top of, like, taking the team.
4: Yeah, I would I would say this, Aljo, that that Look, he's got Patrick Mahomes, man. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah of I mean, course. as long as you got Patrick, I mean you could you could set the NFL on fire kind of like Brady and Belichick did. And they have an opportunity to, to stay right there with him. As a matter of fact, you, you would say that Brady and Mahomes are on the same career trajectory at the moment. I mean, they are almost equal in everything that they have. I think Tom had three Super Bowls at this age. And Patrick's going for his third Super Bowl victory.
3: Yeah. I mean, and also in the NFL, if you think about, you know, older coaches that are no longer there, now, not leaving at the top, like Alter was saying. But, I mean, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick were in those places forever and won Super Bowls there. At least uh, Pete got one, and obviously we know Bill has six. But those guys no longer being there is was this was a huge offseason for coaches.
4: Look at that. Look at that graphic between... Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, the first six years of their careers as starters. Yeah, I mean it is it's
3: nuts. Uh, CBS Sports Network has it. Playoff record: fourteen and three from Mahomes, twelve and two for Brady. AFC titles: four for Mahomes, three for Brady. Super Bowl rings: two for Mahomes, three for Brady.
4: I mean it's uh, it's insanity. The quarterback, um, I mean the TD to interception ratio is ridiculous. Patrick Mahomes: two hundred and fifty eight TDs to sixty nine interceptions. Tom Brady, 167 TDs to 87. And the quarterback rating is 103.7 for Mahomes and 88.4 for Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's on his way, man. Patrick Mahomes is
3: on his way. Let's go to Abby, who's in the city. What's going on, Abby?
8: Hey, how are you guys? I watch you every morning with my dad. This is so crazy.
4: <laughs> oh, thank you, Abby. How old are you?
8: I'm 18 and I go to NYU. Oh, great. oh nice. good.
4: Nice. Okay. So, what's that? Why are you calling into a sports talk <laughs> radio station? <laughs>
8: Okay, well, uh Boomer, as a former football player, would you be upset at Taylor Swift possibly coming back from her tour and taking a lot of the attention away from the Super Bowl? Because uh, you have all these Swifties who don't really care about the game. And Gio, I wanna know how a guy my father's age became such a big Duo Lipa fan. What's the latest <laughs> it's Lipa, on Lipa. That interview? Uh
3: wait, how old's your dad?
8: Um, uh, my dad is like forty how old are you? Forty eight? Forty five. You don't even know how old your father is, Abby? Come on. No, I don't know how old he is. I don't know how old my mom is either.
4: (laughs) You don't want to know, and they don't want you to know. (laughs) Uh, Abby. They don't want me to
3: know. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, and and thanks, Abby. We'll answer your questions, Boomer. You can
4: go first. Uh, Uh, Distractions for Taylor Swift. All right, so uh, Abby, just know that I work for CBS. I will be there at the Super Bowl Uh, If Taylor Swift is there, we do believe that there is an uptick in ratings, which is a very good thing for sales. Yeah. And we like that. So um, it's part of the pop culture aspect of the NFL where these two behemoths have now collided. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great story. I think it would be wonderful. And, you know, what I'm personally hoping for, if it worked out that the Kansas City Chiefs win, that Travis would then put the ring on her finger at midfield, as a Super Bowl champion again,
3: that yes.
4: would be like, you know, what, what what do they call those? They would they would call that a uh, not a dream, but a uh, a fairy tale. A fairy tale. It's a fairy tale story.
3: A fairy tale. And then the and answer. Nobody loves
4: a good fairy tale more than Travis Kelsey.
3: Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. And and for your answer, so your dad's a little bit older than me. I'm 41 now, but I I've been a day one og Lipa fan because she started singing putting her voice on a lot of these edm tracks back in the day uh there was a silk city song named electricity she put her voice on a calvin harris song one kiss and i heard, heard her voice and i was like she was like just building up at that point i'm like who is that like what is that voice that voice is different it's good and i was listening to a lot of that music i still do uh to this day and then she started putting out her own stuff and that was really good too and then she just—you learn more about her. Beautiful, smart, great. I saw her in concert. She's just tremendous. She's just entertaining, and uh, and great. Now she's in movies and stuff. But I was back in like 2018. Um, was when I was like started doing this show. It was when she was first getting person
4: onto the scene. And I was an OG, OG back. OG then. back. Then. Do a
3: do a leap OG fan.
4: You know, I kind of feel like for you, she's magical. Magical. Yep. I don't know about magical. No, you get in your car, you put her music on, and you go home without running anybody over on the L.A. It's magical. It has a an impact on you in a positive way.
3: I will say. So there's there's two, I do do that sometimes. When I get frustrated, I'll put I'll put her on and it calms me down a little bit. Joe, yeah. But also there was that song "Electricity" I was talking about. That was the only song that stopped sabrina from crying when she was a baby was that song the second that i started that song she would she would be wailing crying and this was when she was like 2018 2019 she was a baby and you know one years old at that <clears> point and and that would she just loved that song and she would just perk up and just be like okay she would stop she'd stop crying and then that and the other one that would work occasionally was uh blackbird by the beatles which you know- i feel like is a classic song that-
4: Synch- I've been in the same situation uh oh, like around you uh in terms of your kids and music. Yeah. So, uh to get Sydney to shut up, <laughs> I would uh <laughs> I would throw on Anita Baker and play it really loud. Okay. I had these Klipsch speakers way back in the day. Yeah. Do you do you know the brand? I don't know that now. And they were on all the clubs and everything. So I had these speakers and I would just play Anita Baker and I'd rock her and she'd get into it and she'd, you know, she'd stop crying and being a little biatch. Uh, and wow. Then, and then uh, for Gunner, it was a totally different story because, you know, he had CF, C- so he was younger. The only way that he would actually fall asleep is when we would drive him around the beltway in Cincinnati, mm. and we'd be playing Vivaldi. Wow, Vivaldi. Nice. nice. Love I mean, that. I wanted to slam my head up against the window, but <laughs> <you> <laughs> know whatever, what, whatever it takes. Whatever works. Whatever it takes. Whatever works. Yeah.
3: Wow. I, I, yeah, that's better than Coco Melon because that's what worked with Summer. Was that was the one thing that worked? Which I think this Coco Melon's got some sort of trance over children. Which I don't. I think it's weird
4: because did so second we didn't they, have any of this Elsa stuff and all this bluey and yeah, they had the Rugrats. Do you remember them? Yeah, of course, they had the Rugrats. That mm-hmm. was that was their big thing, but. When they were were babies, you know, and they would get a little fussy. You got to find something. You got to do something, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
3: I tried... Whatever it takes. I tried uh, Beatles songs uh, a bunch, and Blackbird would work occasionally. And then I was just... I just stumbled upon it uh, by accident one time where she was like... That electricity song, and I played it when she was crying. And she's still, uh, to this day, likes that song, and Houdini now. She just asked for it. Even Summer, two years old, was like, Houdini. She asked for the (laughs) new song. (laughs) Because... It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, let's go to Nancy in Saddle River. What's going on, Nancy?
8: Hi, guys. Love your show. Well, thanks, Nancy. Yeah. It's What's good to hear from
4: you. Yeah.
8: Yeah, it's great to talk to you guys again. So, three points. I think the Jets should hire Belichick. Huh. Um,
3: Nancy, you yes, understand, we- though. Listen, you, you've you been around. You're a sports fan locally. You know that Bill Belichick hates the Jets, right? You know right.
8: that. We do know that. I know but I was hoping that, you know, it would happen only because we could really use a new coach and it would allow him to complete his games, you know, the winning games that he wants to accomplish. And I thought, well, maybe it would work. I don't know. Yeah. I know he used to coach some years ago, right? Yeah, he was
4: there with Bill Barcells. But here's the thing. Um, what, if, if he does come back and coach next year, it's going to have to be a building that is completely open. Or he has a very good relationship with somebody within that building. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why he did not want to, or they couldn't come to an agreement in, in Atlanta because he wanted to go in there and shake the whole thing up, I, I would believe. And because of his success and his track record and his reputation, you know he's going to want things to be his way. And if they're not, then you know he's not going to take a job. So it would have to be... Now look, if one of these teams here in New York falls flat on his face next year, well, the uh, Gi- the Giants would be. Well, place. Yeah, but I, but either one, I can oh, either. Aaron Rodgers, no,
3: he's not going to the. He hates the Jets, man. I'm he just telling them. You,
4: If 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 the, if this whole thing falls apart here, this is how tenuous these situations are here with both of these football teams, and he's sitting out there. Come on, it's going to be you. Uh, yeah, I understand that, and
3: they maybe they talk to him, but he will not go to the Jets. He won't. I mean, remember that Bill versus Bill thing or the two Bills um, 30 for 30? Yes. They wouldn't even go to the Jets' locker room. They went back to... um met life
4: and just like hung out there or whatever but you're talking about extreme situations now for both of these franchises and for him he's not too, working. he's not working for Woody and by, Johnson. and by and not by working for, for him, him as well he's not working for Woody Johnson he all would
3: right, come well, back right. and be he would be the Giants right. head coach so. all right so what else nance
8: second thing i have two more things so yeah. the second thing is um we did an 11 hour road trip last week and we drove down from Jersey to Charleston, South Carolina, Jim and I, and we heard the dance tonight away Dua Lipa song fifteen times That's on right. the radio, different stations. Damn right. Only yep. two times was Billy Eilish song. So I love Dua Lipa, too. So <laughs> there you go, I Nancy. Just have to tell you that <laughs> It doesn't
3: have to be uh, this versus that. We don't right. need to create strife. You know no, what I'm saying? It doesn't here to need to, to be strife. no. But but I do appreciate that. And I just I just thought that she should have won the uh whatchamacallit, been nominated for the Oscar. Uh, Bobbo and Lodi. What's going on, Bobbo?
11: Hey, what's up, guys? What's going I on? a question for you, Gio. Yeah. So, you
2: remember somewhere in the middle of the
11: season, uh, like, Dua Lipa, she tweeted out, she needs someone like George Kittle. I don't, said,
2: I don't remember Kittle that. Kittle never responded that. She's got this um, guy, Tom cool. Turner. I don't, don't think, I don't, fine. I
3: don't remember that, but yes. anyway, go ahead.
11: She said something, like, she needs a tight end like Kittle. Okay. So who do you think will win in a fight? Taylor Swift and Kelsey or Kittle and Dua Lipa? Oh,
3: man. That's a good one. That'd be a
4: hell of a cage match. That would be. I got. I feel like Kelsey would just, like, tornado everybody.
3: Yeah, if you're going one for one, Kelsey, this is what would make it a good fight. I think Kelsey would beat up Kittle, but I think Dua would beat up Taylor. Yeah. So that's why it'd
4: be a good match. Yeah, but I mean, if I mean, if it was no holes barred, then Kelsey would probably he's going to go in there like a Tasmanian devil and just rip everybody's and I like, face off.
3: I don't no disrespect to George Kittle; he's yeah. a tough
4: guy. He's a crazy
3: guy too, but I think yeah. Kelsey's just more of a. I think he's just got more
4: strength. Well, he's bigger. Yeah, he's, yeah. I think he's just got more strength. Yeah, they got the the arm reach, I think I think there'll be a lot of ripping the faces off. <laughs> Like I mean, Chandler you, you Jones him, did to that you, you, right. Exactly. You saw what you saw him this week against the Ravens. Yeah, I know, man. It was he, was he was not joking around, man. He was out there getting into everybody's face.
3: Jeff and Tinton Falls, going on, Jeff. Morning, guys.
4: What's up? What's
6: going on? So for before I bring up my main point, uh, I remember going to see Dua Lipa open for Bruno Mars at Prudential Center in 2018. I was like, ah, I got a, I got a hunch about this girl. She, she's like, she knows what she's doing. So there you go. I kind of when when
3: greatness is in good. front of you, you just know it. It's like when Patrick Mahomes yeah. started that game against Denver. You just, you knew just it. know it. You could tell.
6: Yeah, you got a sense of it. Yes. So, so these Andy Reid rumors, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, I called in while he was hosted with you guys, but I've only heard one person start this Andy Reid retirement rumor. So who was <laughs> it? it? it was, uh, there's a small tie in, but I, I, all I've heard is Stu Gatz bring it up. Your all boy, boy Stu
4: Gatz brought it
6: up. But,
3: that can't yeah, be because I heard cause, you got to bring it up. See, but he, he would bring it up just to mess with people, and then people like other people would run with it. Okay, so maybe it had, he probably did. There. He was probably trolling everybody, and then there were other people that he now, you, if you listen to that show, was he being serious or was he being the character that he is?
6: No, I mean, I, I would say he's being the character, but you know, some people probably don't realize it, and that probably just stirs mm-hmm. things up, just like you guys said. So. Yeah. So far, I, I he's the first one that I heard kind of run with, it, and everybody else was kind of going along with it. I think
3: that's so, just but that's some perfect. Just don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect, Jeff. I mean, that's see if that's where it started, then shame on everybody because he probably just would do that just to mess with people. Just be like Andy Reid retired. He's going to retire. Walk away. <laughs> like I could just see him say, "Walk away, Andy." Enough. Oh well, he's saying you should walk away. He's not saying he will walk away. Yeah, I could right. But I could I could see him doing that, and people go, ooh.
2: ooh.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, God for it. Maybe. All right. Quickly, yeah. uh, Paul in Middletown. What's going on, Paul?
2: Hey. Hey. You hear hey. It? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got you, yeah. we Paul. Got go you, Paul. for it. What's happening? Hey,
11: gentlemen. How you doing? Great, Great. man. Um, good to be on. Um, I got a question. I want to talk about the all-powerful NFL and the Super Bowl and how they do this every year. They put games on whenever they want. Thursday, yeah. Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, and all. When are they going to consider or have the conversation of moving the Super Bowl from Sunday to Saturday?
4: Not like happening. It's just
11: ridiculous. Not happening. When, it they, there was, happening. It's
4: more likely they'll move it to President's Weekend. Paul, did you hear
11: that? Like, oh, I see what you're saying. So
4: we'll have Monday off? Yes, like yes, yes. When well, they go to, When they go to 18 games and they want to get all these holiday games in and everything else. You know, and the, and the ratings are proving it again that the NFL is king. You could see them moving the Super Bowl to President's Weekend. And I I believe, no matter what the NFLPA says, I still think that they're going to try to go to 18 games. Wouldn't that suck, though? 18 games? No, 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 no. The uh,
3: That Monday after the Super Bowl, for guys like us, it would suck because most people are home and, like, sleeping in. Yeah, but when that happens, I'm not going to be here, so don't worry about it. What, 15 years from now? <laughs> I don't care. You, you, you heard it first. 15 years from now, President's Day, or the Sunday before President's Day. But no, it, it's Saturday night. That's what in- I
4: think is going to happen. I think they're going to go to 18 games because they, they got they have to grow the pie. That's what they always have to do. Yeah. And, you know, I know the NFLPA is going to have a lot of pushback on that. I would think that they would expand to rosters, which is going to be very important, especially for offensive and defensive linemen and running backs. And then uh, I think they're going to try to go to 18 games and try to move the Super Bowl to, you know, President's Weekend. That's that's what I think. If I had to predict it, that's what I would predict. And drop the preseason to two games. Uh, maybe, yeah. Drop the preseason to two games. And then, you know, then the first six weeks of the season are our preseason. Everybody sucks. Nobody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys are getting hurt. And then after about six games of the regular season, we can figure out who the good teams are.
3: All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is in here. Did I just hear you say that you're starting with the Mets? What's this? Did you just say I'm starting my update with the Mets?
9: Weren't you just talking to Boomer?
3: Yeah, but I, I could multitask. I did
4: say that, yes. All right, January 30th. Here yes. it is, the first Mets report on yeah. the Boomer and Gio morning show. Sort of.
9: Yeah. Could you just trust me for a second? Sure. I'm trusting you. Okay. We're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. So, Did they sign kind like of like starting a... with the Mets. No, no. I'm going to play something for you. You tell me what this reminds you of. Go ahead, Eddie. Carlos Beltran caught
4: looking. What yeah, does that nah, remind nah, you 2006, of?
9: 2006, Game 7, NLCS. All right. So, now you got to bear with me Adam here. Wainwright. Evan Roberts does the Rico Bronya podcast, as we know. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a long setup because to pay off at the end. You'll see why. Uh, His new show is basically remembering bad experiences. So I'm going to play this for you. This just came out about a half hour ago. All right? This is the Evan Roberts Rico Brogna podcast. His guest is Adam Wainwright. It's the beginning of a brand new
5: series, the killer series, where we talk to people throughout Met History that killed us, that gave us great suffering. And I think this is the right guy to open this series up with. A man who with one pitch, and it was really more than one pitch, caused us great pain and anguish and has really sent us as Met fans into a long period of despair. Mm. So, before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, on behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go <laughs> yourself? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
11: What? He
7: was actually
4: there? He was there? Yes. So I think, you know, actually, I give Evan a lot of credit here. I give Evan a lot of credit. It's a really unique way of doing this. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully the guys on the other end, like Adam Wainwright, have a good sense of humor. He was surprised. (laughs) And and they have to know why they're coming on, right? He did. Can you go f*** yourself? (laughs) What? And by the
9: way, not bleeped. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, well, of course. Yes. <laughs> he looked. He was like, "Wow, okay, that's a, a little strong." <laughs> oh my and then goodness. to get back at Evan, and he he was on with him for like forty minutes. He took the camera and showed them celebrating that 2006 World Series oh, yeah. championship.
4: Yeah. But, but the point being is, I, I, heard I heard love that Evan did this. <laughs> this is actually, you got to give him credit. I did. I thought it was pretty, I was I'm blown away.
9: He, I wonder if he
3: told him ahead of time, I'm going to do that. Do <clears throat> you think he did that? Like, hey, Adam, just so you know, ahead of time, gonna well, think, go F yourself.
9: I watched the first 10 minutes of it. I will tell you that he was very aware of what the segment was going to be about. He knew he was yeah. going to take some heat. Yeah, but so I don't think he expected
4: Evan to yell at him. When does he- you go f- Yourself. <laughs> when does he have Chipper yeah. Jones on? Oh, I'm sure. He, yeah. I'm sure he'll reach out to Chipper hey, Jones. Uh, when does he have, um, oh, God, the second baseman for the Phillies and then the, uh, the Dodgers? Oh, um, uh, Utley. Chase Utley. Chase yeah. Utley, yeah. When, when does he have I'm him on? Sh- I'm sure he will I mean, try these to like, and Mike Sosha. Yeah, yeah, Mike Sosha. I, mean, I love the fact that he's doing that. that that's I think interesting. It's a great idea. That is one
5: hundred percent. I'm going to steal that idea.
3: Me. I'm going to do a podcast about the worst times in my life, and my first guests are going to be Joe and Evan because <laughs> producing for them was hell. <laughs> <laughs> You guys suck. Yeah, Go Go F F yourself. yourself. (laughs)
4: Well, it's good for Evan. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Stepping out a little bit there from his normal on-air persona. I mean, he actually said go F yourself for a major league baseball player. And
9: I would tell you on the break to watch it. It's in the beginning, obviously, the first 40 seconds. Watch the face. He
4: looks angry. Well, that's the idea. He gave it. Yeah, but you know Evan. He is. Think about all those podcasts you could do for the Nets. Oh, my God. Go for on uh, ever, on well, but nobody would know. Boy, hmm. boy, oh boy, oh. boy! You have Yankee
9: Elimination Day. <laughs> I can't wait for the Rangers to get bounced from the postseason and the Knicks to
3: not win the championship again. Well, I mean, listen, you got a pretty good last year with the Devils beating <laughs> him in Game Seven. That was
9: pretty good. Yeah, but he stepped up his, Rash and and Matty up his game. What? Yeah. I uh, mean, and, and that was a times. dream for you. Y- yes. And did I sit there and pounce on him? No, I did not. No, you didn't. You didn't. Make-
7: <laughs>
9: game winner!
3: You did take the high road, Jerry. He
9: scores! Dougie Hamilton! That's the overtime game winner! That will do it. As Akira Schmid <laughs> has shut out, the New York Rangers. Kira Schmid.
4: <laughs> You're right. I did yeah. take the high rate. You know, I had to take it last year. That's fine. I get but it. I'm Jerry, you, though. If I'm to give it to you, well, you and Eddie are in cahoots. That's not uh, If I am giving it to you that I will have to take it back, I understand that. I totally get that. We're men here.
3: You what give it a do. lot more
4: than I do. This is what men do. There's
3: nothing mm-hmm. better than rooting against the team because chances are that team's not winning a championship. <laughs> so right. no matter
4: when they lose, you can celebrate, right? But think of all those negative. What, what is his podcast when it comes to the Nets? What do they call it? I don't think he does one. He does the Ru- Rico Bronya. Does the Rico Bronia I don't think the he Mets. does.
9: No, Keith McPherson does a Nets podcast. I don't think. I don't think uh,
4: Evan does. Hmm. And by the way, Keith McPherson sounds just like Isaiah Pacheco, the running back for the Chiefs. Hmm. They sound like. Oh, well, yeah, we played that clip
9: the other day, and you said that, yes.
4: Yeah, I heard him again. Yeah, I was listening to something that Isaiah was doing yesterday, and sound, I, mean, I couldn't believe how much they sounded like. All right, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but better. I'm sure that, what, what, what could you call a Nets podcast? No yeah. one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Are they even in the league anymore? <laughs> yeah, a, those two would work. <laughs> how to spend three quarters of a billion dollars and get nothing <laughs> for it? Well, what? You make it sound like the Knicks of Rangers have won all these championships. What have they won? Well, the problem is is that there's no fans for the Nets. <laughs> so I mean, at I'm least go there are fans that. for the Rangers. And I Nets. don't count. Well, I mean, nah. it's like three of you.
3: By the way, speaking of basketball fans, yeah. see, Big Zoo is here today. He's Big gone. Zoo? He left.
9: He left already? <laughs> what <laughs> he was, was he here for? Uh, he was training with Izzo, <laughs> and Izzo called out sick and forgot to <laughs>
11: <laughs> we here. He we here. outside. What? Hold on.
3: Tom Izzo. So he decided to leave? <laughs> well, he was here to
9: train. Yeah, but I mean. And the guy who was training him didn't show
3: up. I guess. So what do you want him to do? I, well, I thought he would, I don't know, mess around with the stuff and figure it out he,
4: digital. No, I don't, I don't know. think he knows anything about it. Oh, really? Start what, from man. scratch, huh? All that's, right. That's a bad job by Izzo. So. Yeah. I mean, Alan, terrible, terrible job. Unless there's some something we don't know about, some personal no, kid, Jim, thing.
9: The way I understood it, it's just he, he his house is a lot like CeeLo's. Illness through it, colds, flus constantly. So right.
4: I think it was one of those situations. Well, I mean, all right, so that's legit. But he just did he didn't. Not tell Big Zoo at who showed up here at like five o'clock he in the morning,
3: sartoring in, <laughs> and then all of a
9: sudden. Yep. See ya. We, we, gone. We, hit, we gone. <laughs> we gone. We got the goes. Oh, very funny. Um just quickly, the Knicks did beat the Hornets. One thirteen to ninety two. Jalen Brunson had thirty two. They win without Julius Randle and without O. G. Ananobi. Um, here was Jalen Brunson just adjusting to life for however long it's gonna be without his guy Randle. It's
10: definitely uh plus, you know, when you can win on the road no matter who's on the court. Um, obviously we're gonna miss him. Um but, uh, I mean, we've got to continue to find ways to get better every single day, no matter who's out there, no matter who we're playing. And um, just have that mindset every single day. No, they've won seven straight. They've moved 13
9: games over 500 now to 30 and 17. And if you look at the standings now, they are tied with Philly for uh, third now in the East. And they're only two games behind Milwaukee for second in the East. So pretty damn good there as they will navigate. I don't know how long Ananobi's going to be out for, but we know Randall, we found out yesterday, will be weeks, not months. No? What's that? No, I just. So think about this. Yeah. And you've got the Hornets. It's a back-to-back with travel.
7: Yeah.
3: Ananobi's been playing big minutes. The the uh, NBA gets teams get penalized for resting guys yeah. these days, for just, like, resting. They're killing Embiid
9: for not playing against Denver. Yeah, so, no, I know. I think they gave him an elbow injury for a night, and you're going to see him tonight. That's what I think. So this was just take a load-off-your-feet spot? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Take a load-off spot. You might be. Feet-up day. Yeah.
1: You that's might what be I right. think.
9: Well, they get the Jazz tonight. Last night, the Jazz lost by 33 to the Nets, 147 to 114. Mikhail Bridges had 33. Cam Thomas, 25. Back-to-back wins for Brooklyn, who next get? Kevin Durant and the Suns tomorrow night. Um, also of note, Luka Doncic had 45. Mavericks beat the Magic, 131 at 129. Uh, more NFL sound coming up next hour, of course. And what else? I guess that's it for now. You-
4: and that will do it, baby! <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Booker and Geo, coming to you live at the Built Ford uh, Studio. Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. It wasn't me today who brought up Dua Lipa. It was actually Boomer because Boomer was watching Masters of the Air, which had Callum Turner, her current boyfriend, in it and brought it up. And then callers and people bringing up Dua Lipa. It wasn't even me today. And then Al gets alerted that our friends upstairs at 1027, Karen Carson in the morning, you got Johnny the Minge, you got intern Anthony, all of them upstairs, who we made a deal with. That if we get $1,000 worth of toys for their toy drive around Christmas, that they would deliver a Dua Lipa in-studio interview to us. And that was the deal. So they said sometime in February that it was locked in. They were excited to do WFAN, the whole thing. It was locked in sometime in February. And Al gets a call today that they have an update on this. So Karen, Johnny, good morning. How are you?
7: Hello. Good morning. Good morning.
3: What's up, guys? So what uh, what is this update? I'm nervous.
7: All right, so the update is that she is coming to New York between the 4th and the 12th. <laughs> mm, yeah,
4: I see. I, I knew I, this. I knew this was going to happen. you.
7: And really feeling you are not going to be around. Gio, why are you flying out to Vegas?
4: Oh, my God. I knew this was going to happen. I knew you guys were going to do this. This I is... Think, hold oh, on. yeah, we're, we're in charge of Dua Lipa's <laughs> schedule. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, you, you, you made promises that you can't keep, you know? Well, hold on. Isn't the Grammys the 4th? Yes. All right. So she wouldn't be.
3: That's in L. A. And she's performing. So that I know she's not going to be there for that. But we're leaving. We're leaving the fourth. Oh,
7: you're leaving oh, the fourth. Oh, you're leaving. They're
3: here. messing the scene. They're, that, they're that, messing that. around. They're yes. messing around. I can tell. I can sniff it out. I can smell it.
7: Can sniff it out. We have no control over her. Her schedule. But you
3: said she'd be in New York from the fourth to the twelfth. So I've already
4: spotted a lie in there. Yeah, I've already spotted a lie. Right.
7: No, that was coming that from was her the window. That her we got
4: record from her. label said that. Yep. All right. Man, you guys are unbelievable. Yeah, really, honestly. Hold Hold so disappointed. You guys on. came down here. We promoted your toy drive. <laughs> we even participated in it. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that you got uh, you know, what your goals were, that you met your goals. You not only met them, you exceeded them. You guys did a great job with that, by the uh, way. You did. It was Homer nice.
7: And Gio, thank you so much. I have to say, so many of your listeners came through
4: for us. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. And you're going to come through for us with Dua Lipa, but when's that going to happen?
11: We're not doing it on purpose. Yeah it's not like we're hiding <laughs> yeah yeah, the-
4: yeah you are yeah you are we can tell you
3: you're telling me that the the five shows six shows that we are not here for in february out of the entire year is when
4: she's going to be here that's what the record label that's says it's
7: what
4: not us saying hey here's what i know 2024 is a long year and we're just at the beginning of it You'll have plenty of time to make it up. Uh, I, I just, I am not going to be accepting of this. I am not going to be accepting of this. If she's not in here when we are here, uh, there's going to be some hell to pay. And 1027 is probably going to go to news, we think.
11: Oh,
3: I don't wow. think so. Wow. Boomer, you shaved my head. I'll come down there and put a buzzer to your head now. Yeah,
4: yeah, okay. Right, you right come before before the Super Bowl. said <laughs> I don't want to get everybody upset at each other right now. I just want to say that you have a part of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And good it's, it's up to you to make good on your deal. That's all.
0: We will. We, we have will. both Dua Lipa's record label and her own father have confirmed that she's coming.
4: from In those days.
7: In that, in that window, yes. What uh, day do you get back? Oh,
11: my God.
7: Wait, the, the Super Bowl is the 11th. What day do you get back?
3: We're, like, we, we we're not going to be here doing a show until the 13th again. So every day that she is available, I will be at the win in Las Vegas.
2: So
0: if we get Dua Lipa, though, in the WFAN studio, that is our side of the bet. We said we would bring Dua Lipa to WFAN. If Gio's not here, is that on us?
4: You guys, you guys are welching. You're welching on your bets. It doesn't look good. It's not a good. It's not a good look for you guys. That's all there is to See, it. I
3: still can't tell. I still cannot tell if they're serious or not because I did tell them. What days I wasn't here? I know you did. but and they're, they're twisting the especially that, yeah. that minge up there. He's a he's a knife twister. He's a shank spot guy. He's a shank spot he's he's a,
4: shiv guy. He's and in listen, jail.
3: He's- he would he would befriend you and then he'd make a shank out of a toothbrush and then right. stab you in the shower. And he
4: would tell and he would tell the uh, you know he would tell the, the head of the what, what's what's guy the God. warden. He'd tell the warden on you. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. I'm all I'm gonna say is that we are keeping score down here, and. When you were doing your toy drive, it was the most important thing in your lives. And we made sure that our listeners and us participated to make it happen.
7: You did. You guys came through. Yeah.
4: Now you it's your it. turn. Yeah. Now it's your turn.
7: Yeah. It's our turn. But, but Boomer, you want Dua Lipa, too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I want
4: to see my partner yeah. happy see, see, That's what, what I, I want to see. Exactly. That's what we we're do for lying. each other.
7: We're not lying. It's we're
0: Gio. totally this not lying. Not a radio shtick. We are going to get Dua Lipa. <laughs> right. When Ooh. I'm not here.
4: No, I don't want to hear about when we're not here. We have to be here, and she has to be on this show live with know us. I about
7: that one, guys. Like, I mm. recall that Gio said he would fly home. Yeah, No, yes,
3: no yes. that's what Eddie was saying. Eddie that's said that.
7: Said it, it's on tape.
3: Yeah, I know, but Eddie was like, oh, you fly home, and I was like, I don't know if I could do that. That'd be a little much. That would be, a, that'd be a lot. But all right, we have this information now. We appreciate it, guys, and uh, any other updates you could give us, I got to put them on hold now. And this is, of course, what was going to happen. I mean, Al, they're swearing it's not a radio bit. Are you buying that? Yeah, I think
9: they would have revealed it there if it was fake.
2: Even if, like, they probably knew that those dates and now they could just say this and they they fulfilled their end of the bargain
4: without even reaching out. You know what we can do? We can kind of get in the elevator with Minge in the morning and just beat the living (laughs) crap out of them. (laughs) Drag them out of the elevator unconscious yeah, exactly. leave them in lobby. No, I mean, they, they know what the job is. They know what their end of the bargain <clears> is. Uh, all I can tell you is we came through, and not only do we come through, our listeners came through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, it is what it is. And, right. and, 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 it and, and Dua Lipa wants to reach a really mass audience. Yeah, yeah. And maybe some people don't know who she is. Yeah. This would be it.
3: It would be. But I'm, you know what? I'm just going to – I'm mentally detaching now. You know how I do that with the Vikings? I'm now doing that. I'm mentally detaching myself you, from you this. I back. can't. I can't no. deal with the devastation. I'm just now. It's over. I'm now just pretending like this wasn't even a thing. There wasn't even a shot. So now that's that's how
4: I have to deal with it. Well, I don't want my thousand bucks back then. You know, and, and but it's, it's, here's the deal. Like it's a thousand bucks for a really good cause. So we don't feel bad about no, that. No, no, yeah. but no, but th- this is what they do. They they guilt you into doing something mm-hmm. that you would not normally do. Yep. And then they they tease you with, you yeah. know, paying off their side of the bet.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And by the way, the and reason why if you
4: say, "Hey, I want my $1000 back." Then you feel like a
5: heel.
3: And and by the way, the, I, the the reason I think there still might be a a chance that they're lying is that they're she'll be here from the 4th to the 12th. I know that the fourth is the Grammys and I do know that they're out in LA and I do know she's performing there. So that right there is a lie.
4: Do you let me ask you a question? Do you think that she's going to the Super Bowl? No. I do not. Like her and her dad would go to the Super Bowl? No. Football fans? I no, I don't how think so. If, how about if Taylor Swift invited them?
3: Uh I I I don't I don't think that she will. No. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna be there. I don't think I think I that, mean
4: there could be a couple parties out there that
3: she may be performing
4: at. Uh,
3: I know Shaq's got a DJ night out there. I know that uh, Gordon Ramsay Shaq Rams-
4: was doing DJ down in Baltimore this
3: weekend. Oh, well, I know. He's doing it in Vegas, too. Yeah, and Gordon Ramsey's got a big party, apparently. I heard that because he's like a big... He's like a nutso partier out in Vegas at Gordon Ramsay. But I have not heard about any... I heard uh, BB Rex is performing out there. I do know that.
4: You but never know, man. Somebody could say, hey, do it. You want to make a million <laughs> bucks for an hour performance at an American Express party? Right. You never know. Could happen. It could happen. All right, Boomer and Geo, coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio
3: on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I was just checking out the WFAN X account and all these guys were posting Evan and Blue Gower and Sean, and I guess that they're having this pickleball match on Thursday between Evan and Sean to see if Evan is allowed to break his Pete Alonzo bet and shave his beard. So if he beats Sean then he's allowed to shave that big beard that he's got on that is growing, that he said will continue to grow until the Mets sign Pete Alonzo to a long-term deal. So obviously he does this before Alonzo hires Scott Boris as an agent before they go into this season where they agree to arbitration terms and then Evan's like, well, this is bad because I'm going to have to go through the entire season, the entire summer, into the fall with this beard that is already huge. So i got to find a way to get out of this. So they're playing this pickleball match, and if Evan wins and he gets to shave the beard, Sean wins, he's got to keep it. Which to me sounds like Sean's going to end up throwing
4: the match. Well, this sounds like Karen Carson and Minge to me. It's like Evan made welching. a bet, and they're welching. he welch now spot. wants to get out of what he owes for that bet. Right,
3: welch spot. That's I what know. it sounds like. Yep, that's what, that's what it sounds like to me as well. You know, I was getting Sabrina all excited. I was like, hey, you want to meet Dua Lipa? She might be coming and you go to, with Daddy to work one day. Mommy can come in. can meet her. Because these guys upstairs that I trust, Karen yeah. Carson in the morning with Minge. Yeah, man. I mean, it'd be great. I trust them. They'll come through. Well, now I have to break her heart, too. Yes, you do. Five-year-old girl. You know, it's tough. It is tough. But anyway, uh, it is a Welch spot. But I think what's going to happen here is, is, is Sean's going to throw the game because Evan Evan's is the main horrific.
4: host. Yeah, Evan's a horrific athlete. Yeah, But Sean is like I mean, can Sean is he athletic? Yeah, he is. He yes. plays.
3: Uh, he plays the flag football actually pretty well. Oh, he uh, does he does? Yeah, believe it or not, he does. No, he's he, for for a man of his girth, he is. He's athletic. I'll is give him is that. He, uh,
4: is he on the jiggles? Is he on the jiggles? Is that the of his team? No, no, no. <laughs> I, you know the um, if Sean throws that match so Evan can cut his beard then that's a problem too yeah no it is but I think that's what's going on is aren't Evan you, wants- aren't you supposed to be competitive and go out there and try to win I, I, that's
3: what I would hope for and have Evan stick with the beard all the way through the summer but I, I think this is a ploy to get Evan to shave the beard and if you think about it you know pecking order on that show if the way that the names are it's Evan and Tiki. You know, with Sean Morash, he's third on that list. Beat his ass, Shawnee. And then he's going to throw the game
4: to get the number one host what he wants. You know, I don't that's know. What,
3: that's what I think's going on. Let me ask you a question. Yeah.
4: Because you just said something very interesting that I just caught, caught my ear. Yes. Like, if you're Sean Morash and you're playing, you're playing to win mm-hmm. at all times, right? yeah. yeah. Do, do you consider yourself like a play-to-win guy? Yeah, absolutely. What? Hmm. What do you mean? Then why are you guys always complaining to me? It's just a charity softball game. It's just a charity st- softball you game. Still, you I mean, still you guys, don't understand.
2: Why. I mean, it was you, when it you. was
4: scheduled. That
3: was the problems with the thing. It, that was like a, a Tuesday night here, a Thursday night here, the, the all the way up on the Hudson. That was the issue. wasn't so much the, the game stuff. And you'd sit us down on the bench. That was, that was a problem, too. It was like, why am I driving all the way up here to sit on the bench?
4: So we could win but then like I don't need this a winning man I told you ruthless
3: man I tell you when you latch on to something mm. you
4: latch on to something I'm latched are, on you I, are and a I have you
3: are a dead horse beater like I've never seen okay you're worse than Bob Baffert
4: right oh <laughs> you got more dead horses you know, on am, your resume am, than Bob Baffert I am trying to support you and your quest for Dua Lipa to come into our studio
3: <laughs> I know I'm, and that's a totally separate issue and I
4: I appreciate that I absolutely appreciate it it's kind it. of the same
3: mindset it's about winning well, you see me, even though I'm a horrendous golfer. You see me when I'm out there. I'm, I'm dead set. I'm winning. I'm locked in. I don't mess around. I want to win? And those days, hey, hell, I played through those injuries. I, I that yeah, quad. but that was
4: Fat Geo,
3: man. Your new Geo. Okay, we're not doing a softball team again. You can if you'd like. I'm. But that's that's something. You know, there's other things we can do.
4: if You need something to do. You need something to do in the summer. I mean, you'll go play golf anywhere now. Exactly. But you wouldn't go play softball anywhere, but now you play golf anywhere. So there's this thing. See, this whole thing about complaining about, hey, it's softball. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. Hey, we're going to go play golf at, I don't know, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, you know what? We're going to go play golf at due process. Okay, I'm in.
3: Right. You know what's funny is there's this thing, you know, you either like to do something or don't like to do something. I don't know if you've come across that in your life where you go out of your way to do the things that you like. You also go out of your way to. Don't do the things you don't like. So that's where that comes from. Okay. I don't know if it's hard for you to figure out that I like playing golf and didn't like playing softball. Yeah, but again, but see, were, that's the again, thing. At the beginning, you were yeah. Fat
4: GO, and then they made funny over at Seaview, <clears throat> and then that was it. Mm, that was it. Well, I got injured there. That was the one. Yeah, but I they were they were blood. heckling you at Seaview. I was getting heckled at Seaview, yes. I was. By
3: the and I, knew, and I
4: knew, And I knew after that game, watching you in that hammock... Drinking that, whatever it was, I think it was a margarita, I think. Yeah. I was like, he's done. <laughs> he's done. He's, not, he's never going to want to play again. He just got hurt at Seaview, and they, and they were heckling you. Well, it was also, I mean, and the
3: point still remains, that it's the summertime. I want to enjoy every bit of it. You only get a glimpse of nice weather here on Long Island. I don't want to be limping around in a walking boot. Because I had to run out a ground ball to third against a bunch of Seaview residents. I want to drink. I want to get on my boat. I now want to play golf. That's what I want to do. I don't need to be popping the Achilles in
4: August. <laughs> but you love Fire Island. I do. And you love that game. You love that whole weekend. Yeah. You did. I mean, I yeah, except for but also
3: busting like, my quad.
4: Right. That was the problem.
3: I mean, it's really, it's not that hard to figure out. Don't want to get hurt in the summer. Don't want to get hurt. I mean, this is why the other day when I, w- I was worried about that, uh, that paddle tennis, because it was outdoors. I didn't realize it was outdoors at first. I was like, oh, my God, I got to stretch. I was doing all sorts of stretching and everything, because I was like, that's the last thing I need. Be, imagine going out
4: to Vegas and I'm sitting there on crutches because I got a, a speed bridge could be uh could be worse you could have had a hemorrhoid ectomy oh yeah i know that one that's that's Ugh. well let's go <laughs> I mean, nothing will ever beat that
3: yeah it stinks right it stunk his ass stunk on the plane yeah but it it also hurt oh yeah it's anything that's in your ass
4: yeah i said it was like razor blades yeah pooping with razor blades <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right
4: uh let's go to john
3: whitestone what's going on john Hello, John. Glad John was paying attention. Let's go to Brett, who's in Huntington. What's going on, Brett?
2: Hello, Brett. Um, I got a uh, quick tip for you, Geo. Yeah. Out in uh, Vegas, playing golf. Yeah, yeah. So I was out there a couple years ago and got to play uh, Bears best. Okay. I don't know if you're playing. I don't know if you're playing that or not.
3: But no, I am not.
11: The trick. The trick was and I was paired up with this guy from Texas and uh and the caddy and both guys said that no matter what everything when you're on the green breaks towards the needle. Now, I don't know what the needle's called, but it's on the strip. It's a, you know,
2: it's uh it looks like the the needle out in Seattle. But the Space uh, Needle, yes. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, a hundred percent, everything
11: broke towards the needle. So, keep that in the back of your mind when you're shooting your 82. And <laughs> 82. Uh,
3: <laughs> I, <moves under> the- <laughs> I would he say an 82,
4: man, man. We may never see him again. Yeah. Right?
3: Exactly qualifying for the PGA Tour. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd be calling live, being like, you guys interested? <laughs> if I shot an 82. Uh, yeah, I think there's something with the mountains, too. Like, like you gotta play. The mountains are there. Yeah, well, yeah. It's know, sometimes,
4: there. depending on where you're playing, sometimes it's to the river, sometimes it's to the mountain, sometimes it's, you know, what, whatever. Like, I remember playing a desert mountain out in Phoenix. And when you were facing the one part of the mountain... I don't care what the putt looked like.
3: You had to. It was
4: always going left to right. I mean, the, the 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 green. Some of the greens would go down, and and the hole would be over to the left. Yeah, and you would think it'd be going down and would go like yeah. right to left. Sure. No, the caddy'd be like, uh uh-uh. uh You got to go outside. <laughs> I'm like, what?
3: I know, I know. That's my one experience out there. I couldn't believe it. And the guy was right every time. Andrew in Scarsdale. What's going on, Andrew? I know how bummed you are that that Do It isn't coming, but, I mean,
6: have you actually thought about, you know, being in the same room with her, less than 10 feet away from her? I'm not so sure that we can trust you. to
3: be- uh, Oh, you can. Listen, man, I know what you're saying, Andrew, and it's funny. I get it. But I would be nothing but utmost respectful. I would, I would be as a gentleman. I would also have my daughter here. It would, be, it would be great. It would be uh, a great experience. I would experience. be sitting
4: in between them. Right, right, exactly. So, I no, mean. No, what do you mean? You could, <laughs> you have a. Ah, ah, <laughs> you have a tendency to lose your mind. And that, and that was for uh, your, our buddy. Yeah, Jordan Davis it was Jordan FaceTiming.
3: Davis. Yeah, yeah, FaceTiming. We
4: uh, were FaceTiming. That's how you reacted when I. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah,
3: That's right. That I is can't true. even
4: imagine how you're going oh, to. I would be, I'm Oliva telling you, man, over. I
3: would be, I, I would be calm. You know, like, like when you're, you, you reach that that moment of Zen, you prepare something for your whole life, and you're in that moment. Like, I would be totally calm. It'd be fun. I'd be like, "Listen, this is it. This is the moment. This is what I was
4: built for." They didn't want. I'm just gonna sit here, and I'm gonna watch. I'm not even gonna get involved. Okay, whatever I'll, you want to do. I'm be like a little warrior No, no, no. You'd be, you'd be into it. No, I can see. I can see. It. I, I would definitely be into it. You'd be following. You. I have to be honest. I mean, this is your big moment, but it's not going to happen because the people upstairs. Welch spot, Ryan and Brick. What's going on, Ryan?
2: What's up, fellas? How we doing? Got Ryan. All right, what you What's going, happening, man? man? Hey, real quick, Boomer. I got to give you some props. I was watching the pregame. I was all over the Ravens. I was thinking about placing the bet. And you reminded me that Mahomes is still on the other side, and I went with the Chiefs, so I do owe you a beer next oh, time. Oh, nice. I, I like it. Good. And, uh, hey, real
3: quick,
11: there's something about the Jets. I know nobody wants to hear about the Jets right now, but they drive me nuts. Yeah. After watching how much coaching matters this weekend, mm. how is any Jet fan, including myself,
3: supposed to have any sort of faith that they could go anywhere with, with Salah? I like Salah. He's a
11: great guy, it seems like. But, God, man, I, I don't know. Yeah.
3: All right. So... I think he's a terrible head coach. And I've said that many times. I said it at Tellers the other night. I've said it on the air a million times. I don't think he's got control of that locker room at all. Aaron Rodgers is the be-all, end-all of what they're going to be next year. And that's it. Aaron Rodgers and that defense. If you want to put a positive spin on Rob Sala, he's a defensive guy. Hopefully him and Jeff Olbrick can get that defense back into a top-five defense. But the only way that that team is going to succeed... Is if Aaron Rodgers plays like he did in those two, as he calls them, COVID MVP seasons. That's what it is. And that's it. So I know Boomer doesn't want to slam Rob Solly He likes Rob Sala.
4: But no, it's not that I I hey look, he's got what, 18 wins in three years? Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about firing Bill Belichick. You're talking about firing uh, you know, all these guys that have all these great records, Nick Suriani. Mike McCarthy. Now those guys didn't get fired, but there was all this discussion around them getting fired. I'm like, here's the guys won 18 games compared to guys that have won 36 games mm-hmm. in three years. I know. Like, I mean, so like I understand what happened to them this year. I totally do, and I and I do admire the fact that the owners did not fire everybody because what happened was so. Uh, I, I I just, so consequential to the mindset and the morale of the whole team because it was all built up around Aaron. So I, I do admire the fact that the Johnson brothers have decided to try to stay stable and bring back the group. So I can appreciate that. I know it's not easy for them, but it all does come down, as Gio just said, comes down to Aaron Rodgers coming back here and being at least three-quarters of the player that he was prior to the injury. And he's 40 years old. He's coming back from a torn Achilles. It's not like he's 27 years old. So you are asking a lot, and we have high expectations for him to live up to those MVP seasons. And I'll tell you, when I watched Jordan Love play in that system that Matt LaFleur is playing in, yeah, I'm like, why would he have wanted to leave there? I mean, him and Brian Guttenkoos
3: didn't see eye to eye anymore. But I'll tell you what, you see those... I think
4: they didn't want him anymore either out there. I don't think they did either, but they did give him a three-year contract. They had a lot of guaranteed money. They weren't sure about Jordan Love. But, man, I'll tell you, everything that the Jets are, and and I like the guys over there, you know that, everything that the Jets are, are is going to be predicated whether or not he is going to come back and play at a level that we think is sustainable for 17 games. Mike in Oceanside, what's going on, Mike? Good, how
11: you doing? We're going
3: good. Mike, what do you got today?
11: Just curious, when you get your subscription to Team Beat Magazine every month in the mail, do you, like, cut out the pictures and then hang them on your wall?
3: No, man, not anymore. We got Instagram for that these days.
11: But if I did,
3: like... If this were like the 80s, still, sure, I would cut out pictures and put them on a wall.
4: I did that in college. But you got Instagram and TikTok for that these days. You don't even need that anymore. I'll never forget in college, we had a uh, a head coach who's no longer with us. His name was uh, Jerry Claiborne. And Jerry was a born-again Baptist, very religious guy, never cursed, but was stern and was really, when you were around him, you felt his presence. And, you know, I was from Long Island. And every Wednesday night, he'd come to our football dorm to come into your room and sit down and talk with you for about five minutes. You know, see how you're doing, how your classes are doing. And he would have an update on every player. So, one day, uh, I was rooming. uh, I'm trying to remember who my first room had. There was Billy McFadden from West Islip. So, we were rooming. And I had... (laughs) Posters are Farrah that the nipple poster. Yeah, the, fair, the classic one, of course. Right. Had to, I had to have that one.
3: Yeah, everybody. A lot of people had that back then, yes. And then I had Cheryl Ladd up there. Mm-hmm. It's another famous one from yes. that era. Right, yep.
4: exactly. Had him up there. And so Billy was putting his stuff away, and he was looking at the posters. He says, you, you, you got to take down the posters. And I'm like, I'm not taking the posters down. What am I taking the posters down for? <laughs> you know, we used to refer to Coach Claiborne as the bone. The bones coming. The, the bone. bones coming, you know, like it's yeah. a, it, watch out. The hard ass himself is coming. Yep. Mm. So of course he comes into our room. We're from Long Island. How you Long Island boys doing? Doing just great, coach. I see you got your room nice and clean. How your studies going? Eh, not so good, coach. I'm working on it. It's good. Maybe you're a little distracted, son. So what do you mean? <laughs> what are these posters on the wall? I said, that's my inspiration, coach. <laughs> and I'm not taking him down. <laughs> that's my inspiration. Yeah. How did that go over?
3: Did
6: he laugh
4: uh, at least? Yeah, he kind of laughed. He kind of smiled. But man, he as he was walking out, you know, he's, uh, of course, he's shaking his head. And you can just imagine he went back to the coach and Steph said, you know, this guy's going to be out of here before you know it. So. <laughs> that boomer, he's got no shot. He's got no
3: shot. him boobies on the wall with the nipples protruding. No way. Send him home. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Reckle back with us. He's got another update and moment of the day. What's going
9: on there, Jerry? Uh, good morning. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Uh, so a couple things here NFL-wise, and then we'll get to the Knicks and the NBA. Um, first things first, we've got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl against the Niners. We know the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. There are a lot of trappings, as you can imagine. So Andy Reid uh, sees both sides of it as he talked to the media. Actually, this was on the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady and Jim Gray.
5: Super Bowl being in Vegas is going to be spectacular. I mean, they have a great facility out there. and uh, You might as well use it, right, as they say. So uh, it's going to be put to use. And then We actually are the home team, so we get to use the Raiders facility, and that's beautiful. And uh, so we look forward to that part, and uh, just keep guys away from the strip.
9: And that's a big issue, and you hope that there's no incidents during the course of the week. In terms of the way his team has played, he says team just fights. I mentioned it
5: after the Buffalo game. I mentioned it yesterday afternoon that
9: um,
5: there's a grit to that, and Uh, Maybe you're not the most talented. Maybe you're not the fastest or the quickest or whatever. But let's go maximize what we are. And And what they have been is they've been in the Super Bowl a lot, four to five times. They'll
9: play the Niners in the Super Bowl. And that, of course, means Brock Purdy. I see some video of him on CBS Sports Network. Here was Ryan Clark on ESPN that uh, Purdy has pretty much shut up all the naysayers. When
5: you look at what Brock Purdy was able to do, Brock Purdy has separated
9: himself from Dak Prescott. Brock Purdy has separated himself from Tua Valoa. Brock
4: Purdy has separated himself from guys like Kirk Cousins, from guys like <sighs> Justin Herbert. How about that? Who was that? That was Ryan Clark. Yeah, I, I appreciate what Ryan's saying there, but he also is playing at home. He's not going on the Fair. road. You know, and uh, I, he is playing with a great team, but, you know, ultimately he still has to make the decisions and throw the ball. The other thing about this particular game, if you really want to... I support Brock Purdy as he took off and ran a couple times. Yeah. And he looked like Christian McCaffrey running with the ball. it was like a dragon on the water. <laughs> yeah, water dragon. Water dragon. Yeah, by the way, you know, he is 6'1", 220. That's the size Brock Purdy is. Yeah, and this is one
3: of those quarterback, if you just just going quarterback versus quarterback matchups, where obviously it's a mismatch. And generally what happens in those, like Tom Brady versus Jared Goff, Tom Brady won it.
4: Uh, Defensively, Patrick Mahomes against uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Patrick Mahomes won that. Came back and Jimmy just missed the overthrew a, a post pattern, had a guy for a touchdown that could have sealed the deal. Peyton Manning, Rex Grossman. Yeah, Peyton Manning won it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's like, not this though. You know, uh, Brock Purdy has played great the last two years. I know we're talking about legendary status with the with the Chiefs helmet. Yeah, yeah. But Brock Purdy has played great two years, and maybe they win last year. Against the Eagles, if he doesn't get hurt. And, and you guys thinking that he quit on the team. Well, thinking. No, mm. the
3: Eagles, uh, Foles obviously beat Brady. So that's a good one with the other direction, a backup quarterback. So who
4: did
9: the Ravens beat with uh, Trent Dilfer? I don't remember. The Giants, didn't they? That was was that the Giants? Kerry yeah. yeah. Collins. Oh, oh, Perry Perry Collins. Collins. Yeah. Well, he was a good quarterback. Okay. Yeah, it was
3: 41 nothing NFC championship game. Yeah, against the Vikings. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I, yeah. I think I think you have. Unfortunately, Patrick has set such a level of expectation for his own mm. performance that he wasn't once membered, um, mentioned, I should say, as the MVP for the league. Meanwhile, maybe he did more for his team than anybody else did for their team at our position. Maybe with the exception of Lamar, because Lamar had to run the ball. But Brock Purdy was has been great the last two years.
9: Now, a couple things on the Lions' side as they are uh, heading off to the offseason. Here's Dan Campbell. How do you keep things up and get back to the spot uh, that you were just in?
8: Consistency. Got to stay consistent, which we've
9: done um, for three years now. You know, stay true to what you believe in. Uh, When it comes time to start over, you you start over. And here was Frank Ragnow. We've heard about the support that um, Campbell has gotten. Here's another one. He's the best. He's one of the best people leaders have ever been around and so then of course campbell asked what does it mean that your team believes in you so much in this line of work when you stand in front of those men
8: and and you're selling them on what you really believe um i know that's not the easiest thing to do and especially
9: with where we came from and they were bad there's three wins this first year and so here they were in the nfc championship and unable to finish the deal, couple from uh, Shannon Sharp and Chato Chocinco, mm. uh caught up with this, and I forget what his his tagline is. Come for the sports, stay for the show, or something like that. So it's at one point we know how cheap Chato chosinko is, right? That's pretty much Frugal. obvious. He tells us, yes, he does not like spending money, and so they then debated the um, the cost these days of Viagra
5: Eight, Eight, 80 dollars the deal, yeah. Oh, hey, boy! Listen, I be, I
7: be walking around. Oh ADD. no! Oh no! Hey, hey, hey! Eighty dollars? Nah, doc. You gonna nah. be talking about Eric Dickinson?
11: Who
0: paying eighty dollars for a guy pill? that's trying
11: to get a mean one? A guy to trying to get mama a mean one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I heard that correctly. <laughs> Trying to give Mama a mean one. Is that what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you heard. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. Eighty dollars a pill. No way. Well, Chad won't have it.
7: Listen, unk, you know how I am when it comes to money, man. You ain't paying eighty dollars for a goddamn pill just to do something that goes last okay. two minutes. That That's doesn't make
4: Ain't nothing like that. It's like, two minutes. <laughs> Jesus, God. These guys, man. Oh, that was pretty funny.
5: Bones coming. <laughs> uh, if you uh. say
9: so. Oh, gosh. A couple of things from baseball. Justin Turner signing with the Blue Jays, so he will not be going back to the Mets, as some thought he might be. And then we had this. All these teams having their fan fests as we're getting set for uh, pitchers and catchers to start oh, heading yeah. down to Florida and Arizona. The it. most exciting time of year, man, in all of professional Don't sports. What do they the,
4: what they used to call these like the caravan? Yeah. The yeah. Yes.
3: caravan. Fan fest
9: before pitchers and catchers. When everything's right in the world, well, I take you to uh, a Braves fan event with Travis Darno.
8: Which team makes you the most angry whenever you play against them? <laughs>
9: He obviously has a <laughs> stupid look on his face and goes back and forth with the kid. <laughs> no. Uh,
2: <laughs>
4: New York Mets. Yeah, there it is. I was
9: surprised, I was yeah, surprised right. he said
4: that. Yeah. Got to get him on the Rico Brony no, podcast. He might be eligible for yes. that now, although yes. I think
9: we had some better ones um, that he could go after first, but... Uh, like he started with Adam Wainwright, and he is Evan Roberts, of course. Um, Knicks last night in Charlotte, not a good basketball team, and the Knicks, the Knicks made sure that they remain that way. The Knicks, by the way, the longest winning streak in the NBA as it has reached seven.
5: Brunson flips it up and in. Jalen Brunson continues
4: his outstanding third quarter. Now 28 points, seven assists for the game.
9: Who needs Julius Randle and O.J. Ananobi? At least last night they did. They also got 28 from Dante DiVincenzo, and the Knicks win big, 113 to 92, continue Continue to just play solid. Uh, here was Tom Thibodeau. Team went out, found a way without Randall and Ananobi. I thought we got great games out of, you know, the we got the usual from Jalen, but I thought Josh was
6: terrific and Dante was fantastic. I thought Precious first time playing, you
9: know, at the power forward Jericho gave us really good minutes as well. And then, of course, Steven Chenzo, who went for 28. Uh, here was Jalen Brunson on his night. He's aggressive. He's always
10: been that way. He's always been wired to attack. just have that mindset every single time and uh, he just, he makes the right play and uh, obviously he's streaky, he can put the ball in the basket, but uh Now, when he's out there, he's good at making decisions, making reads, and uh, just making sure that he's doing the right thing every time he's on the court. Mm,
9: Yep. Seven straight wins. They'll take on the Jazz tonight. One from DiVincenzo on MSG on Brunson. He's just an all star. I mean, there's nothing else to say. He's, you know, he's the top, whatever guy in this league, but he's he's an all star in this league, and, and I'm really happy for him. And by the way, Brunson, 13 of 24, pretty good from the field. As for the Jazz, uh, they lost last night in Brooklyn, as they will probably go loose to the Knicks tonight. Uh 147-114 was the final. Mikael Bridges had 33. Lonnie Walker, 19 off the bench. Cam Thomas had 25. Ben Simmons, indeed, back. Almost had a triple-double in 18 minutes. Uh 10 points, 8 rebounds, and 11 assists. This was Jacques Vaughn. Uh, he was outstanding.
5: Other people played so well tonight because of the impact of Ben Simmons. It's that simple. The looks that we got tonight, the amount of threes that we got tonight, the fast break points that we got tonight, the uncontested looks that we got tonight, the pace that we played. And by the with. way, what is with these
9: uniforms? No, I know. turned it on last night. I mean, I actually so confused. The first possession, the Jazz go down. I thought it was the Nets. The Nets. Yeah, and then I realized I don't know who that guy is. And then it's going the other way. We're in these stupid city. They are ugly. I mean, they just don't have the color scheme of the team. Yeah, like you,
3: you look at that, you think it's the Phoenix Suns.
9: I agree. Yes. I mean, I,
3: that's what I don't understand. It's fine if you want to do different jerseys, you want to sell different jerseys, but at least keep the color scheme, for Man. God's sakes. It's just hideous.
9: Every so. team
4: has a different color scheme. But yeah, they've wore several different uniforms. I, I've, every team's been doing that, oh. except for the Knicks. I think the Knicks, only when they go to their black uniforms, is it different. Mm. I think I can't think of another one.
9: The, they have I think the Knicks one time this year had the funky New York across the chest. Okay. Yeah, they had a different font, but that's it. Not like whatever. I feel like the Nets have a different uniform and different floor every time <laughs> that's they play. True. Yeah, it looks different. Uh, Nets with that win, they've won two in a row, 19 and 27. Nikola Jokic, another triple double, 25, 16, and 12. They beat the Bucks in Doc Rivers' first game as Milwaukee head coach, 113, 107. Mavericks over the Magic, 131, 129. So Luka Doncic, we know the other night had 73, I think it was. Then I think he backed it up with a 40 something. And then he had 45 in this win, along with 15 assists. He's tired.
2: Yeah, it's been tough. Three games in four days, so I gotta go home, man.
9: Okay, wow. <laughs> must be tough. Uh, and the Rockets beat the Lakers one thirty-five to one nineteen. Jalen Green had thirty-four there college basketball tonight you got seton hall taking on DePaul, and obviously no hockey uh through the week with the all-star weekend upon us time now for moment of the day brought to you by casamigos tequila casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it no! i had a couple things lined up but then Ka- uh, karen and johnny called in from 1027 with the dua lipa in studio guest update by the way just for clarity i'll be here monday if she'd like to come in a little Zoom situation. <laughs> Anyhow. Imagine so that. She takes Jerry on tour with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> so will she be in soon as promised? I cut it up into a couple of parts here.
7: So the update is that she is coming to New York between the 4th and the 12th. <laughs> mm, yeah, I
4: see. I, I knew I, this. I knew this was going <laughs> to you. <laughs>
7: Feeling you are not going to be around. Gia, When
4: are you flying out to Vegas? Oh, my God. I knew this was going to happen. I knew you guys were going to do this. This I is... Think... oh yeah. We're, we're in charge of Dua Lipa's <laughs> schedule. Yeah, you know, I, I, you, you, you made promises that you can't keep. Hey, Here's what I know. 2024 is a long year, and we're just at the beginning of it. You'll have plenty of time to make it up. Uh, I, I just... I am not going to be accepting of this. I am not going to be accepting <laughs> yeah. of this. If she's not in here when we are here... Uh, there's going to be some hell to pay. <laughs> oh, and 1027 is probably going to go to news, if you think.
7: <laughs> oh, 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 is that oh, a threat Boomer? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs>
3: Al, they're swearing it's not a radio bit. Are you buying that? Yeah, I think they would have revealed it there this, if it was fake.
2: Even if, like, they probably knew that those dates, and now they can just say this, and they, they fulfilled their
4: end of the bargain without even reaching out. You know what we can do? We can... Kind of get in the elevator with Minge in the morning and just beat the living crap out of them. <laughs> There you go, moment <laughs> of the day, <laughs>
3: relentless boomer man. Let me tell you, man, listening I, I,
4: back I, to that, I, you don't <laughs> understand. I, wow, I want this back. I want this so badly. No, for I you.
3: and I appreciate that, but I, 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 didn't even realize how ruthless you were during that interview because I think I was just I was out of it. Yeah, don't,
4: don't be welching on a bet,
9: man. No welching. Going to flip the format and then flip him on his head and kick <laughs> his ass.
4: <laughs> Insult <laughs> to
9: injury, right
3: there. Damn, uh, uh, know, I
4: like him too. I yeah. know you do. Yeah. Yep, well, here. I, did, know, I, I have a feeling that they will come through for you. I'm, my my sense is that they'll be they'll they'll come through. Yeah, There'll be some like half-ass
9: thing. She on tour this summer. Maybe she's in New York at some point. I'm not. They haven't announced anything. We'll okay. see. but
3: they they're on the clock. Let's put yeah. it that way. I'm Gio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Rumor was. Very quiet during the break. I asked him several questions. He ignored every one of them and he didn't didn't answer. He
4: actually gave me a shh at one point. He put his finger up there and said, Shh little guy. Well, I was uh, once again re watching the I've watched this like six times now. I just gotta make sure I'm seeing what I'm seeing and what an unbelievable job Steve Spagnolo did as an offense against Lamar Jackson and how he had him off his mark almost the entire game. You know, I've counted, I think, at least sixteen dropbacks where he either had a move, got sacked, had to make somebody miss, uh, had to take off and run. Uh, you know, and that's it's not really what you want in a passing game. You know, no. you, if, if a guy takes off, you know, three or four times a game and gets a first down, it's understandable. But I counted at least sixteen plays where Lamar was either, either sacked or he had to run out of the pocket to try to make a play. For whatever reason, and I think a lot of that, you know, and the interception in the end zone, he just he just threw it too late, and uh, you know it's that that's the thing that he had been staying away from all year long, and it's one of the reasons why you know everybody looked at him as I think he's going to be you know far and away the MVP this year, but it's it it was just a really rough game for him, and Steve Spagnuolo would bring even when they were bringing four, they were getting. They were getting pressure, but most of the time they brought five or six, and Lamar overthrew at least four receivers down the sideline.
3: Yeah, I mean, for a guy that had all the pressure on his shoulders, there were two guys coming into this postseason that needed to have good postseasons to sort of change the talk around them, and both of them in big games, failed miserably. And one was Dak Prescott, and the other was Lamar Jackson. And those I'll, questions I'll, are going to continue. I
4: also continue. think Tua, unfortunately, falls into that category. But, you know, going to this Kansas his City first Arrowhead. first playoff game, though. I know, but going to Kansas City Arrowhead, and is he the guy? You know, are they happy with him? You remember... Uh, with 10 weeks to go in the season, Brian Guttenkoos of the Green Bay Packers basically said, we're not really sure about Jordan Love. These next, teen w- these next 10 weeks are going to be really important. Mm-hmm. And he went on to have a great 10-week run, and I think now they feel like, okay, they got their guy.
3: Yeah, uh, but there are other, like Dak and Lamar had failed in the postseason other times. And it was like this, they got good teams, especially the Ravens, number one seed. You're in these home games. Let's see it. And uh, we I still didn't say,
4: you know, uh, Zay Flowers had a hell of a game he had the first touchdown pass. That was on a broken play. Mm-hmm. That was one of these broken plays that I have like 16 of them. And uh, it was a touchdown. And then the other one, he hits him perfectly. He drops back, reads the coverages, uncome under- to un underneath comes Zay Flowers wide open, hits him on a shallow cross right where he's supposed to hit him. And Zay, if he scores that game, I'm telling you, if he scores that touchdown, this game could be different. Were you going for unencumbered there? No, not un, 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 uncovered. Uncovered. Okay. Yes. But I was he thinking read unencumbered. It, He read it perfectly, and Zay tried to bust his ass and get in there. And Lajarius Knee just makes the, the, the peanut punch, if you will. So you're
3: going out to Las Vegas tomorrow to film your Super Bowl's greatest commercial show yep. with Daniela Rua. Yes. Uh, for uh, another year. How many years is this now? Like five or six or something like that? More than that. Even more? Yeah. Seven, eight? Be 10 nine? Or, Ten or 11. Ten or 11? Maybe 12. Damn. That's pretty good. <clears throat> it
4: is pretty good. Nice long run. And it's a great show. And know the people who own the show very well. And, I mean, they just uh, they work all year round for it. So, and I think a few sneak peeks because I think Budweiser is bringing the Clydesdales back. They need to bring something back. So, Budweiser's bringing the Clydesdales back. Yeah. Bud Light oh. brought uh, Peyton Manning in. They did. To, to rebrand, and now they're bringing the Clydesdales back.
3: Yeah, just all man stuff now. Yeah, all yeah. man stuff. Man stuff. You want to be a man, a real man? Right. With balls. You drink this beer. <laughs> Look at these <laughs> giant-ass horses. Look at this football player.
4: Right. Mm. And I told you, a buddy of mine... We like beer and chicks and buffalo wings. I told you a buddy of mine is a potato in a commercial this year. Uh, John O'Brien. Okay. So uh, my friend Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Her son. Of course, yeah. Her son. Yeah. So he's a potato in a couch potato uh, commercial. And I'm not sure what brand it is. is. I don't know if it's the Idaho potato brand. I don't know if it's a potato chip brand. I'm not really sure. He sent me a picture of him being in a... uh, Dressed as a potato. Did I show it to you or no? You did. I, I don't did. know
3: how the hell you even get... How do you even get that gig?
4: Is he an actor? Yeah, he's an actor.
3: Oh, okay. So yeah, you yeah. just got... All right. I, didn't, I thought he was just a random guy who ended up in a... I told you he was
4: my buddy that uh, was doing want, uh, dish, dishes. They were washing dishes, him and Aaron Rodgers together.
3: Yeah. You, know, you brought that up in the Aaron Rodgers interview. and He was so pissed off about the traffic and in such a crappy mood. And then he was mad because I was asking him about his furniture in his house. And then you dropped that dishes story. And he had no part of that. Right. That was just brutal. (laughs) That was bad. It was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I like to do the dishes. I was like, okay.
4: Well, anyway. Okay. Ah, Oh, okay. I figured everybody asked him everything 50 times already by the time he got here. Yeah, he was
3: just, he just had a bug up his ass that day. You know what I'm saying? Because of the traffic. Can't blame him,
4: right? Yeah. You know, I was amazed. I mean, like his arms and shoulders are really... Pretty stacked, but he. What do you think he weighs? About two fifteen. Mm, yeah, two fifteen. I
3: wouldn't say any more than
4: that. I thought he was a great shape. Actually, he was a
3: great shape. Yeah, you know he had an intact Achilles right then <laughs> when he was <laughs> sitting next to us. Yes, he did. An intact. Achilles. You know, we also had uh, Elijah Vera Tucker on that day. He, maybe we don't go to Jets camp this year. <laughs> maybe we just stay away from that. Oh man, did you see the first Neuralink went into a human brain? You know what the Neuralink is, the Elon Musk, the chip that he's putting in brains that people basically have a computer chip in their brain.
4: Yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I kind of like Elon Musk, but I kind of worry about him because he's like on a different like level than the rest of us. Well, yeah. And but he's that, coming up with all these things now.
3: Well, yeah, but that's sort of what you need, though, right? From the, the great inventors, the people who are pushing the limits, you sort of need that Brain that's operating on
4: a different level. Yeah. So we'll say. I mean, someone well, AI takes over the whole world, and then, then what are we going to be thinking about those brains? Yeah, I don't know.
3: This is the things you got to worry about. But uh, this particular Neuralink, which I think is, if, if they do what they want to do with
4: this, okay, which, what are we doing? Which right? is
3: essentially, you know, help those who are paralyzed uh, from injury yep. and or ALS or MS or something like that able to put that chip in the brain and then your thoughts can help you communicate better if okay. you're someone who's, who can't speak any longer as ALS, like, you know, Stephen Hawking, um, or even help with spinal cord injuries to get people to move because <laughs> this chip is now in your brain and sending different signals to to limbs. And I mean, that's what they're gearing for. Yep. I mean, then that is about as wonderful as it gets. Now, it's also, you could like, apparently if you're able-bodied, human that one thing you could do is actually like control your phone just with your thoughts that's something they want to like you can like go like you just think instagram and it just pops up and then
4: i mean that's that's the stuff that is down the road but i mean my lord i'll tell you what's not down the road it's it's going to come to a whole foods near you so we've gone from having a credit card and putting it through a sliding machine to signing the receipt and ripping it off Yeah, yeah, yeah right so we are now, you could use your phone to check out, mm-hmm. right? Every makes a big deal of, uh, about a phone. So Whole, Whole Foods will be coming out with a palm reader where you could just use your palm now. You don't need your um, phone. You don't need your credit card. You don't need anything.
9: Mine has that already.
4: Oh,
3: it does. The one down by me. Do you use it? No. It's a little too weird for me. Well, how do you get your palm, like you link your palm to your card? Yes. It links how?
4: Because you have a... You have a uh, then a I palm, palm it there. Palm it. All right, but
9: to me palm. it's yeah. it's no faster than my phone. Like the f- paying with the phone is half a
4: second. You don't even need the phone.
3: I mean, you got the card in your hand, you do it. I mean, even
4: that, <clears throat> you just press it against the thing. You could do that with your phone. You could hit the tap. You could put the slide in or slide it. You can put it in the slot. <laughs> you know, what? and now you got your palm reader. There you go. i just picture like a criminal. Like, cuts off somebody's
3: hand and goes into a Whole Foods and like sticks that hand through his oh, sleeve. Great. And just,
4: Why do you give criminals <laughs> ideas? <Dude>. Or just <laughs> grab the hand of the person next to you in line and yeah,
3: ah, to run away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a possibility, right? And then be, and then you can't dispute it, be like, oh my, my palm got stolen? No. What are you talking about? Your palm got stolen. I mean my car got stolen. That's not a that's a charge that I'm not I'm not familiar with. Your palm's your palm. Yeah I don't know. It's your it's- palm Your palm is your palm. Your palm is your palm. The Neuralink thing, though, man, I don't... Eddie, where are you with that on on this whole thing? Where are you at with this?
2: It's going to happen eventually, so might as well just embrace it.
3: Yeah. Is that going to be the thing? Like, you know, before we had smartphones, now we think about prior to that and, like, how the hell do we live without it or GPS or any... Is this Neuralink thing going to be that next thing? How the hell do we live without this?
4: Yeah. I believe so. I know, things are pretty good right now. I got my Netflix. I got my Prime Video. I got, you know, Apple Plus. I'm pretty good right now. I don't need it Yeah, but you're
3: else. still grabbing remotes, man. You, you just sit me. down on the couch and just think about Netflix. And next thing you know, boom, it's on the TV.
4: That's all you got to do. <laughs> now, if you sit down on the couch and you think about Dua Lipa's, next thing you know, is she there? <laughs> no, because the bastards upstairs
0: are welching on the back. The bone's coming.